What if I told you it's actually tea time? Tea time. Tea time. It's tea time, baby. Tea time, baby. Tea time, yeah. It's actually the time for tea. Tea time? Well, beloved. Tea time. Right, right, right. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, fuck. Yeah, okay, we can get this one. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, all right. Oh. Wait, wait, are you recording right yeah, now? Yeah, we're recording. So, oh, we gotta okay. do so, welcome back to Twee Time. Uh, I have my guest, Tucker. I don't know if you want your last name in this. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, Tucker Tenius. It's, what is it? It's March 31st, Friday, 12, 24, in the PM, 2023. Good year to be here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, cheers, Tucker. Cheers, brother. Mm. What a delicious beverage. Oh, yeah. It's tweet time, baby. It's tweet time. All right, Tucker. So uh, we're discussing well, finance, the finances of finance, <laughs> um, what the fuck goes on in finance. Yeah. What the, what the fuck? What, 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 does, what is finance? Who is finance? Um, so <laughs> finance is like, so uh, for perspective, um, I'm a finance major, accounting minor, um, and... Finance, if you're like trying to put a broad definition on it, it has anything to do with money. And there's a wide variety of different fields that you can go into. Like, you have your financial planning side where you have like your wealth management mm-hmm. and stuff um, that's more client facing. Or you can go into the operations side, ex- uh, settling trades, mm-hmm. um, doing due diligence on clients from like a big bank perspective, um, making sure that margin requirements are meant for like complicated trades. Or, and then you have like the more, what uh, a lot of people like to call high finance, which Mm. is uh, just to put in like layman's terms, it's like if you're working for Goldman Sachs, which is widely considered the best bank, investment bank wise, Mm. um, you're like working on their trading floor in New York City. What is, so like, so investment bank versus like regular, like... Because, like, I'm trying to figure out how do you make the big bucks? Where is who's controlling the world and how do you get a job with working with the lizard people? Um, you're not gonna get it by going to uh, very few people will get it, but you're not really gonna get it by going to a non target school like UCF. So, you have to go to like Ivy Ivy League, yeah. All of the uh, all of like if you really want to get into IB or PE. Uh, straight out of university. What are the? We can't. Nobody knows Fuck, any acronyms. I'm talking in acronyms. Um, You're already. <laughs> IB. IB is investment banking. PE is private equity. Mm-hmm. VC is venture capital. Okay. Uh, BB stands for big bank. So in that terms, you're talking about like Ooh, JP Morgan BB's. Chase, Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, City. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. Just to give a little bit of the. Industry jargon. Industry. Ooh, ooh. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is the inside knowledge. Now we know. Um, but yeah, you could do it. There's a ton of different fields. That's part of the reason why I like it. Like you have credit risk uh, analysis that you can go into. You have fixed income products like bonds, mm. loans, mortgage-backed securities. Um, but so who does like, like you're saying the 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 BBs the the select. Um, you know, like who who. Who are the people who control the world? Who controls the world? Bankers. Bankers control the world? 100%. 
How do you get a job controlling the world? I mean, I don't think that I don't. Last time I checked, I didn't see any job applications for them. No, they don't. Yeah, how do you just like CEO for Morgan Stanley? Like, let me just show my. Resume. I mean, I mean, dude, you have to get be like CEO. Like, for example, Jamie Dimon right now. I Ooh. saw he just got deposed in the for um. JP Morgan Chase holding Jeffrey Epstein's assets and helping him finance. Oh, yeah, he actually he got just got up. deposed. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The no, way to fuck pretty... it up. I mean, what a banker name, though. J. Diamond? <laughs> Mr. Diamond? Yeah. No. All And, like, the other thing is that's really annoying for, like, a lot of, like, I spend a lot of time in the trading lab here and trying to break into, like, and I see a lot of guys that are busting their butt trying to go work on Wall Street, be investment bankers and stuff. That was me for a little bit, hmm. but I realized I liked a little bit more of like freedom because I have friends that work there and mad respect to them for hmm. being able to get there. And I was going down that track, but I realized that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do in my life. You don't want to do cocaine and have sex all the time? Like what? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's their job. No, isn't I it? Mean, <laughs> Wolf, of Wall, Wolf of Wall Street is very reflective of banking up until 2008, I would say. Um, the party she got shut down. That's yeah, there's a ton damn. of regulation now uh, with a lot of the new ESG principles that have been put in place in DEI initiatives. ESG means oh, equity or environmental, social, and governments. It's essentially like you could say, quote unquote, responsible investing. Do they actually care about that? Like, is that it's, like, not... I, I hope it dies. I really do. <laughs> um, because from like, if you care about that kind of stuff, cool, but they're starting to push those principles everywhere and that's like mm. cutting down on like all of your like vps mds and like presidents and directors like fucking hookers and doing drugs man <laughs> so they're the, they're the lame guys like trying to be like oh this is a responsible industry you're like get the fuck out of here <laughs> like we're, we're here to party yeah <laughs> so so 2008 they shut it down they start doing do you know when they came out with all these new like social like 20, justice like I would say 2016 2016 is 26, when the, 2017 2016 is when they started to like yeah I okay. didn't really see it start popping up until like 2018 though I mean were you watching it like in 2016 not like, ESG you... no I didn't it didn't pop up until on my radar until like 2018 like 2019. were you watching banking in general like I didn't give a shit about a bank I mean yeah I was watching markets and stuff and trying to understand what the different metrics were Okay, damn. So you've been like you've been like a little clued into the finance. Yeah, I've now. never gotten actively into like trading and stuff. Mostly because I realized that like I don't like as a college student and stuff. I don't have enough money to where I can actually like quote unquote trade. Like any like what do you mean? Like in order to make substantial gains, like with trading any return over like. I mean, your average portfolio, the S and P returns like say I forget what the exact number is, mm -hmm. but it's around. Uh, eight, I want to say seven or eight percent per year. I'm probably okay. don't check me on that because I'm probably wrong. Um, but I would say any return over like seven percent is considered good. So okay. you take like a hundred dollars, you get a hundred and seven dollars out over an extended period of time, right? Okay. So in order to get those percent, that a lot everything's measured in percentages. Mm -hmm. Um, in order to start getting those percentage gains to be really substantial. Like, you would need to have a lot of money invested. Okay. And I was just like, I'm better off, like, saving my money um, and investing into, like, securities and stuff, like, low-risk securities like dividend stocks mm -hmm. um, or just general S&P funds, not really getting super risky, not trying to do anything super complicated because ultimately I don't have the capital for that. Mm -hmm. Like, doing complicated option trades and stuff, 
I'm probably going to lose because I'm not able to buy all of the assets I need to structure a proper trade. So what what the fuck did what does that mean? What you- <laughs> <laughs> um, like for example, if you're buying, you can buy like say for example, um, I mean anybody knows like actually what I'm talking about. Uh, I have mediocre knowledge of this because top I've bankers done it listen once. to this podcast, no, Tucker. No, you what? know, oh, okay, Jay, Mr. Diamond is like, oh, this Tucker kid, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I, I have him. mediocre knowledge of what I'm talking about. <laughs> like I understand the concepts, never actually executed it. Um, but like, say for example, like I buy a, I have, I'm doing like, uh, I buy like a hundred shares of like Bank of America stock, right? Mm. Um, and I think it's going to, uh, either, re- what was going to do? Uh, how was I going to do this? Um, or actually no, say I wanted to, um, I think that Bank of America stock is going to go up, right? Mm-hmm. I can, uh, it's at say for example baseline 45 right now mm-hmm. um i think it's gonna go up to 60 i just buy a call at a buy call option which means that you can buy 100 shares at a certain price point so if the price goes up you're getting instant profit but you're paying a premium for the call option um i buy a call option at like say 40 price rises to 60 i execute that call option which means that i'm able to buy 100 shares at a, that, that 45 dollar price point who are you buying from like i hear all these like contracts this like who's um, giving so out contracts? it's it gets really complicated there's a lot of different companies and people involved that's why i was talking about finance is a very wide industry mm-hmm. uh, because there's people who are writing these contracts they're primarily like i i mean i don't have enough money to open up a proper brokerage account mm-hmm. um at like say ameriprise and even if I did, my financial advisor that I got assigned to would be like, what the fuck are you doing if I was getting involved in <laughs> options? <laughs> um, but Just because like, of the risk? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're like, super yeah. risky. They're super risky. Um, but like, yeah, they would just be like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, but like, I would use Robinhood. Um, there's a lot of backend brokers that they use. Um, yeah, so what is the difference between, like, you know, you used to, like, you call your stock guy. Oh, you're getting, <laughs> we're getting into the weeds here. Talking. <laughs> you better prepare. Um, like, you call your stock guy. You're like, you know, Martin, buy 50 shares. I want it now. Uh, that that was more reflective of, like, when you had people actually on the stock floor, like, holding paper slips, trying to get someone to take it. Versus, like. Now everything's done on the computer. Yeah. So, like, can could you be a big trader and use Robinhood, or is that, like, for chumps? No, like, you can you 100% can. Um, a lot of people that get more advanced, they start using Thinkorswim, which is TD Ameritrade's platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot of uh, good charting, like for technical analysis and stuff, mm-hmm. um, where you're like, oh, the line seems to be moving this way. This is what the moving average is. Oh, it's below it. Oh, interesting. Let's mm-hmm. buy it. Um, that's not actually how someone would go about something like that, but that's just kind of like the general gist. They primarily use that. Robinhood's good if you're just like... No, I want to set up a recurring investment for $5 in the S&P 500 every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way I can build that over time. That's the better where you're not like so much caring about like the transfers in or like you're not worried about price volatility. Hmm. Okay. Where you just you just have a long investment time duration. You don't really care what happens. You don't see yourself pulling it out anytime soon. I mean, but this seems like very like it's an odd 
thing to hear all the acronyms, to see all this like very technical, very complicated systems. And at the same time, in my mind, a banker is some dude doing blow and fucking hookers. Like, where is the... No, it's a lot more complicated than that. So, like, are there... So, there's only, like, ten of those guys, and they just went to a good school because they're rich already. And they do that, and then everybody else below them kind of figures out what they do after they write it down. Like... He's like, ah. and, and then the guy who actually knows what he's talking about has to be like, okay, so Mr. Jonathan wanted blah, 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 blah. Well, that's more of the client-facing side, right? A lot of your bigger deals, they're dealing with asset managers. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, my best friend, um, I actually interviewed his dad. He's a portfolio manager at a fairly large investment bank. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's in the big bank category, but it's like middle market. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They deal with a lot of money. They're like the people that are running mutual funds, um, and they have to figure out which stocks to put in it. Mm-hmm. So they go out and make pitch pitch decks for it, propose it to um, their team, and they'll decide where they want to allocate that money and stuff. That's where the real money is made. Is in the uh, is in asset management, or if you're like really working, or if you're in M and A and working on really big deals. M and A means mergers and acquisitions. Okay, and so. That's- you get like commission from that or like you get paid an advisory fee for advising the client on what company to acquire you're running through all the paperwork identifying risks and mm-hmm. returns you're doing a evaluation of all of the company's assets what their cash flows are you're looking at their balance sheet and you're coming up you're running like a dcf and calculating like cost of capital and stuff and you're essentially coming up with what to value that company at okay huh so what like what do you want to do in this whole mishmash of like just chaos and um, acronyms? I'm gonna be honest. I want to go into M and A for a while, but that was before I really like looked into it. Uh, if I'm gonna be honest, I have no clue. <laughs> there's there's so many different tracks. Um, like right now, I'm looking at um, BNY Mellon. I want to get it. I primarily want to get into financial operate like operations, like looking at investments, doing doing being an analyst. That'd be really cool. Um, or I can take some of my sales skills, and I'm like starting to learn a little bit of uh, coding right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm learning SQL, which is going to transition into Python. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd really like to work on like the data side of things. Okay. Uh, um, and then eventually, once I get tired of that, I could I'd do a trans transition to wealth management and work more so on the client facing side. Okay. Could you be like just a one guy, one man show with the wealth management? Or is that yeah, you can common? be. You have to be under a firm though. Why is that? Like, you have to, like, so um, I interned out Ameriprise Financial for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Turnip Santiago Group. They're awesome there. Yeah. Um, shout but, out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what they do is all their clients, like, they, I looked up Charles Schwab for a little bit. They're like, oh, you can be your own boss. And I was like, yeah, okay, dude. Um, that when you're looking at those, essentially what they do is you bring on, you have to go out and bring on your own clients from other firms or just from like people that you know and stuff. You bring them on, you manage their money. So it's like you're running your own show, but you have to act under some sort of umbrella. Mm-hmm. Like Ameriprise is considered an RIA, which is like, I believe, stands for Registered Investment um, Advisor or Agency. Mm-hmm. And that's a license that that company has to basically be a wealth management platform. Okay, so you have to get that from the like. Is that too complicated to get like on your own? Yeah. So you have to just be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm there, buddy. I feel like Correct. it's going like it's getting like extra like complicated. N- well, no, that's complicated. I'm talking about the mic is like all of a sudden I'm just like right oh, here. Oh yeah. Oh, no. oh 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. So like. It seems like there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money. Like there are there are multiple avenues you can take, and you can always move uh, laterally to different departments if you don't like what you're doing, or move to different companies. Like specifically in finance, everybody tends to bounce around every one to two years mm -hmm. to different firms or to different positions and stuff because either they get bored of what they're doing or another firm is paying them more for that job. That's what it seems to be like the general trend with everybody's like everybody's just bouncing around one, yeah. one or two years, new job, new job, new job. Yeah, it's uh, capitalism, brother. Capitalism. Yeah, no more pensions. So like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like that's part of the reason why I'm wanting to get a job and not stay at my current uh, sales job because I'm considered 10.99, and I was like looking at it and I'm like, they ever the company that I'm at has a really great culture and stuff. It's very like positive, but it's also like very like everybody's like. In uh, love with it. It's kind of culty, um, <laughs> to put it plainly. Um, you say one thing bad about like the firm, or you criticize something, and everyone's like, "What are you? What's this guy talking about? How what, what is he smoking?" And I'm just <laughs> like, "What?" No one's like looking around at like pay scales or anything, <laughs> uh, or like deductions. Like, come on now. Um, so like, I don't know. I was like, and, but like the thing is, they don't. The one thing that why I want to change is um, 10.99. I'm able to take a ton of tax deductions, which is great, mm. but I'm not getting any benefits like they're not covering dental uh Got health insurance dental. like all the stuff that it's great for college students but like once you get out to the real world you have to start thinking about like oh, how am i going to get maintain like a stable lifestyle like the real world structured around like a monthly schedule and stuff mm -hmm. um so it's like all right how do i transition into that um and that's why i was like i think i'm gonna leave for the guys that are like really good at it mm -hmm. stay there it makes sense you're gonna excel it excel at it but like me i'm more i'm a lot more analytical i would say than i am like personable mm. but like i still have those personal skills there are people that are like super analytical and like you talk to them like <laughs> yeah um freak out yeah <laughs> but oh, shit a person Fuck. yeah <laughs> no it's cool though i was able to do a lot um with my time at my current company like it let me go to south america for two months which was awesome i mean yeah that's a that's a nice perk that's yeah. a big <laughs> yeah so, so like did you you made enough to be like okay i can pay for rent and i can i can also do this quick little trip down there yeah because i had this is something that i've been wanting to do since i was a kid i grew up with like a map on my wall always looking at like the world mm -hmm. pulling up photos being like wow i really want to go there because i'm like the world's a big place dude mm -hmm. like um i want to go see everything that i can't see on uh, my time at earth. So on earth why south america first why not um like you know egypt um it was so i've never left the country before mm -hmm. and trying to get people to go with you on something like this it's like not like a small thing um, yeah like, no, you're, it's like a you're, you're getting a backpack it actually wasn't that expensive um, I mean, like, how many... It's got to be, like, multiple thousand, right? Well, yeah, but, like, if you were to go to, like, say, Europe and... Oh, yeah. It's... Do that, it, like, I spent maybe, like, 3500 total for two months. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah. like, almost, like, normal living costs, like, yeah. with rent included, yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah, I, was staying at, I was staying at hostels, so it's, like, you're just paying, like, you're staying in the hostel, you're paying, like anywhere from like 12 to 30 bucks for a bed every night it's like the same amount of rent that you'd be paying like back home do you ever think you were gonna get like robbed or taken um organ harvested no traffic because i didn't put myself in those situations 
There were people that got robbed. Like I like I avoided getting robbed at gunpoint twice, and I avoided getting robbed at knife point six times. So it's like the danger out there is real. How did, did you, you do it so swiftly? How did you? So <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was. I wasn't like James Bond running across a bunch of people's roofs and yeah. like sliding through windows. <laughs> um, I just I I had I went into it knowing like four or five rules that I would not break regardless. Right. Mm. Number one. Number one rule. No hookers. No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it, Tucker. How I, you must have been tried. Like that must you been, must have been tested every moment being down there. In, no, in Medellin, no yeah. No hookers, and they're like, "Come on." Tucker. No, in Medellin, you walk out of the bars, and they're just like, "Honey, dada." <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even. It was so obvious too. And there would be like groups of them that would like. There would be like three or four. If you're like walking alone, they would like push you around and like steal your phone. <laughs> I was like, bro, what are what is happening? Yeah, bro, hookers don't play. Um, yeah, that was the first one. Number two was no drugs and don't have any drugs on you, um, because the cops down there they immediately identify you as a tourist and they're, they'll like come out and search you. I got pulled out of an Uber in Medellin and searched for coke by the police. What about we? It like is weed considered? Is that on that list? Or yeah, that's pretty, on that list. Okay, so it's just you could just drink and that's it. Yeah, like, you know, I, smoke I, yeah. Um, number three was uh, don't go anywhere alone. No drugs, no hookers, especially no at night. Solo at night. I mean, I get the last one. So number three makes sense. Yeah, and uh, then <laughs> um, the fourth one was always take an Uber or some form of transportation back from the bar because that's where all of the bad incidents happened. Like walking back. Yeah, we're walking back from the bars at night. Okay, and that's where they they come in. They get you. Yeah. Okay. I mean that makes sense. The no hooker one that's tough, but everything else seems to add up. That's a that's a good rule. Yeah, that's how I avoided everything. Yeah, I mean the, I would, I would be out with the, like the sour no I avoided it right. Mm. I would go out. I would meet these people at the hostels, which are everybody there super friendly. It's super awesome. I would highly recommend staying in one. Um, but She's like, like, hey, I'm Tucker. And they're like, okay, let's go drinking. Like, yeah, let's go. No, Tucker. literally, my first night in Costa Rica, I'm like nervous as shit. I just had my first international flight. Yeah. I don't know how to speak Spanish. Everybody around me is speaking Spanish. It's freaky. And I'm just like, I'm literally having like the most, like, I'm not an anxious person. Yeah. I go and do, like, you know me. I go yeah. out and do, like, get out of my comfort zone all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like,. I had never been more like nervous in my life. Is it like a what am I doing here kind yeah, of situation? No, literally. I like get, I like get off the plane. I go I go out to the San Jose airport in Costa Rica. I walk outside. I go. All the taxi drivers are like taxi, 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 and I'm just like, mm, no. Um, it's because I had Uber. I just wanted to get to my hostel. I had never stayed in a hostel before. I was I like walk out. I go what like first thing that goes through my mind. I go, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like it, it didn't feel real. I got it. I get um my Uber driver comes. I'm like hola, and he was like hola. My Spanish is just super bad in Costa Rica. They must have known instantly. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I didn't gringo. even try to hide it. I tried to hide my packing list. I tried to hide it. Like I didn't bring any shirts that had American lettering on it, like English on it. I just brought like plain shirts, jeans. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing. I didn't want to stand out too much. Um, but he like drops me off at the hostel. I'm like, hey, I go walk in. I'm just like, fuck, this is the right place. I see Selena, and I'm like, okay, let me let me go in. And I can. I in my head, I'm like, y- you can always leave whatever you want. There's an airport right there. You're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. Did it look shitty? Like, were you no, like- it was nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I walk in. I'm like, hey, what's up? My name's Tucker. I think I have a reservation here. This is my first time outside the country. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was just, I was just super honest with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, no worries, dude. Was 
super cool. He like showed me around. I walk into this beautiful, beautiful um, old building. And he's like, they're like, hey, this is where our massage parlor is. We have a tattoo shop here. This is where the restaurant and bar area is. This is where it's like a full hotel. Like it's like yeah, yeah. This he was like, this is where our game room and yoga platform is. This is the general kitchen area. This is where our library is. I was like, what? And this was fifteen a night. It was like twenty five. Oh, okay, nice one. Like I was, I was, I was. I'm like walking around. I'm like. Dude, this is nicer than some hotels. What the <laughs> hell? He, I see a bunch of people. I'm like still nervous though because I like don't know anybody. I see a bunch of people kind of gathered in like the general area, mm-hmm. and re- the restaurant and bar was closed. I like walk. I just have my. I have a 40 liter backpack, mm-hmm. and I have like a school bag carrying like my laptop and stuff. So I walk up and I see everybody just kind of. They're like kind of side on me. They're like, "Oh, who's this guy coming in like super late?" I just kind of drop my bags. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Um, my name's Tucker. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> um, this is my first time outside uh, the States. Um, you just, like, address the group? You're yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, group. Because I, at that point, I was like, okay, I can either be, like, super awkward and, like, just go up to my room and stay there and not talk to anybody. And then I realized, oh, you're, after, like, a week of doing that, you're probably just going to leave. Oh. I was like, or I can just drop my stuff and, like, rip the Band-Aid off and be, friend, be super friendly talker that I normally am. And I was like, you're, you're going to take the ladder. Okay. So I just dropped my bag. And I was like, yo, what's up? I have no idea what I'm doing here. And they're like, no, dude, that's super awesome. They were so, I was not expecting them to be that friendly. Oh. Um, I literally, he was like, yeah, they, like, uh, they were like, yeah, uh, go put your stuff up, get settled, and then come back down later. And I was like, okay, cool. So I had already dressed, I was already dressed in, like, kind of a going out mood because I was like, coming into the country for the first time, I was like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be ready for anything. Mm-hmm. So I literally go up to my dorm room. He shows me where my bunk bed is. He shows me where my lockbox is. So I just put my bag in there, I lock it up, and I just go right back outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, sup? And they were like, wow, that was fast. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I was just kind of like ready to go. And then I kind of explained what I was doing. The first words that got said to me were by an Australian girl. I'm like, yeah, um, I'm going to be in South America for two months. Um, I'm really excited. I'm super nervous. So she looks at me. She goes, it's pretty ballsy for an American, eh? I was <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it was like Costa Rica was cool. So, uh, I guess that was kind of a tangent, but like back to the general question of why South America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a little far away. Um, why? It was a good starting point. Costa Rica was awesome. Um, I didn't really have to know Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't too big of a language barrier. Like, uh, a lot of the locals there, um, tourism's a big industry there. So, mm-hmm. like, I'd go to a restaurant, and I would, like, have my phone, and I'd be like, Hola, puedo tener? Um, uh, and I'd be, like, reading the menu, and the person would just cut me up, be like, Hi, what can I get you? And I'm like, oh, well, fuck me, then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're like, I don't want to deal with your shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody there I met was super friendly. It was a fairly younger crowd, although I was the youngest person out of most of the people I met. I only met like two people that were younger than me in Costa Rica. Anybody else going solo? Like, yeah, there were a lot of solo people. Were they were they American though? No, no, I didn't actually run into Americans that much. Americans don't like to travel abroad like that. No, yeah, that sounds insane. To yeah, me. Americans like, don't like it's very common in other cultures. Like you go to Israel, Egypt, uh, any country in Europe, even in like Latin America. I met people from Chile, Peru. 
um, Argentina, mm-hmm. um, who like go out and do that stuff. It's not common for Americans. I feel like everybody thinks you're gonna get raped. Yes. Or no. That, no. That's... Literally. That like I didn't tell like leading up to that. Oh my gosh! I had so like the reason why I had so much anxiety on my flight over was because for the month, entire month before I left, all I heard from everybody, family, friends, coworkers. You're gonna die, dude. You're, gonna you're die. actually you're <laughs> gonna get kidnapped by somebody, and you're going to die. They're gonna rant on uh, you. I was I was just like, like I, I was just like, dude, the world can't be that scary. I was just like, you guys are just too comfortable. That could have gone one of two ways. Either they're like, yep, he was stupid, and he got raped and killed, or I guess we can see the other the other result here. No, dude, it was amazing. Like. Um, one of the biggest takeaways I think is like when you're in elementary school and stuff, you know how your teachers are like, you don't know how good you have it here. When you go to other countries and stuff, like Mm -hmm. you don't like the best, worst neighborhood in the States is better than the best neighborhood in other countries and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like you don't understand what that means until you go out and actually see it. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of the big takeaways the other one was just like the world's a big place and everybody's super friendly mm. outside the states like it was so refreshing uh huh like everybody here everybody's clicked up you go up try to talk to somebody that you don't know they're like you why are you talking to me like not even in like if you're out at bars and stuff but just like in general like people are like why, why are you talking to me and stuff uh, yeah. like you could just go up and start a conversation with anybody abroad it's awesome mm. like yeah so, so like, wait, do, wait, do you think you're going to move down there? Like, was there anything I would, culturally? One of my, dude, South America also, um, one another reason why is it just recently just opened up to tourism, like, within the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, especially Colombia. Um, yeah, Colombia, I figure, like, it's, you say Colombia, like, oh, cocaine and cartels. No, Colombia is so rich in culture, man. Like, you will go out there, everybody, you'll speak English, everybody's super excited to see you here. Like, mm. because you're going out and you're telling the story of their country back where you're home Mm -hmm. and you're changing the view that other people have of that country and you went out of your way to change your view of the country Mm -hmm. like you're bringing money to their local economy and stuff like it's Colombia is a great great place to I would love to get a remote job and just live in Medellin really like that's at the top of my list dude because um a couple of reasons so in Medellin, the cost of living is so cheap, dude. Like, I'm paying, like, for, you, you pay, like, 10 bucks for a chili bowl, right? Sure, yeah. There, you can pay $10, and you can get, like, a $70 steak dinner. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So what is, like, a regular meal, like, you can pay a buck? A regular meal is, like, 2 or $3, and it's, like, a good meal, too. Mm. And, like, you can, Ubers, you pay $3 and you can Uber across the city. I was going to say, like, is Uber more expensive over there? It's a Costa Rica was uh, expensive in terms of, like, I was paying U.S. prices, if not more. Colombia is so cheap, but they have way better infrastructure than Costa Rica. Mm. And it's, like, uh, it's just amazing, dude. The views are awesome. Um... Like, the, everybody there is super happy to see you. All the people in the hostels are friendly. Although, I will say this. I've never met more horny 28- to 38-year-old guys in one area in my life. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, like, the, the natives or the, the just the tourists? No, the tourists. Because, like, Colombian I mean, women are known to be, like, pretty hot. Yeah, and, yeah. And 
they are but (laughs) but like dude i'm like there i'm like trying to enjoy like go to different sites really learn about like the trans transformation of columbia from a pretty shit rocky country Mm. to being coming to peace Mm -hmm. and stuff and i really i thought story really intrigued me Mm. and i really wanted to learn about that and i'm like hey let's go to like community 13 and learn about like go see the graffiti that tells the story of how there were so many military operations trying to clear out cartels and refugees and stuff in Uh that uh, neighborhood and these guys are like no, let's go get a massage full well and no willing that it like the place that they're going to is full of prostitutes. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm going to go do that. I mean, so is it, are the dudes trying to pick up girls there or are they just like, I'm just going to go and get a prostitute? Like, why waste the time? Both. <laughs> I mean, is it like, are the girls there like more attracted to you because you're like American or because you're foreign? Or yeah, they'll like, approach you. It's wild. They will they'll like come up to you and start flirting and you're like, what the hell is going on? Like that would never happen in the States. No, no. It's, it, it was actually awesome. And the food down there is so good. Oh my gosh. American food sucks. <laughs> like you go there and the ingredients are fresh from the farm because they don't have food processing plants here like we do. Mm. And they don't have certain like food standards like it's so rich in flavor it's you way like better it's around food standards like ugh, pasteurizing milk like well no guys. i meant like dude like it's straight <laughs> like they don't apply pesticides and stuff to it mm. like um like all like you i got bacon from a supermarket in costa rica to go like make breakfast in the morning mm-hmm. and i it looked like it was just straight fresh from a pig like the mm-hmm. packaging was so just like not standardized and i'm like this <laughs> definitely just came from like a freshly slaughtered pig this is great <laughs> best bacon i've ever had <laughs> okay cool there's just like raw there like the whole yeah. place is raw yeah yeah, it's, dude, it, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it, like, I don't want to sound super cliche, but it was, like, actually life-changing. <laughs> so where all did you go? Um, So I went uh, all around Costa Rica. I started in the capital. I had a general, I didn't, like, make pre-plan anything because mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, let's see what happens when I get there because I was like, I had an idea, but like once you actually get on the ground, you really have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. I was just like, let's go down there and make plans. I can always change them. Um, so I went, I uh, basically did a big circle. Mm-hmm. Or I actually have a map that I can show you. Um, I started in San Jose, which was the capital and then I went to um, La Fortuna, which is like a volcano town. Mm-hmm. It's like on the side of a volcano. It's fucking incredible. I went whitewater rafting. Um... Yeah, I did a coffee tour there, and then I went to Monte Verde, which is like a cloud. It's up in the uh, forest, mm-hmm. um, the mountain forest. They call it a cloud forest up there. Mm. Um, and Monte Verde is like obviously Green Mountain. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I went to Tamarindo, which people call Tamagringo because it's the big tourist town in Costa Rica. That was a lot of fun. Um, I met actually met Donald Trump's nephew there, which was pretty crazy. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, a he, yeah, the complete opposite of the guy. Um, <laughs> but like, he's like Scottish. He, he like Scottish. He does all, yeah, he does a lot of work with like uh, the British Army. Uh, he worked for. He's working for NATO right now. Like, it's, how did you know that he was Donald Trump's like nephew? He got really, we got really blacked out at a bar crawl, and, and he's he's like, he just like, he just, he was like, we'd been kind of hanging out the whole time, and he was like, yeah, I need to tell you something. And I like, I could, I knew he was like from a very 
well proper family because you can tell because of like mannerisms the way that they talk and that kind of stuff like what do you mean like when you're like when we were eating he was like prop very properly and religiously setting his table like the way he was cutting his food and stuff the way that people speak you can like through um what do you call it uh non-verbal cues Mm -hmm. you can kind of tell that they come like they've had a lot of experience and was just the kind of stuff was like what do you do he was like Oh, I got back from Iraq like two days ago. I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, I worked in the, I was working for the British Army, working with local leaders to like help promote women's rights." I was like, "Oh shit, this guy's in deep with something." Hey, because hey, like, hey. that's not what you're like average like yeah. person. You, like, you have to know somebody to get into those positions. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, huh. that's kind of how I had that cue. You gotta know somebody to get into those positions. Well, like, like you don't just people like you don't just like apply yeah or you can and they'll just throw your application in the trash can yeah it's like (laughs) so well that's one of those things like i want i want to break into the secret society but it's like how do you do that there's no wiki how how to get in you know it's like step one yeah be rich step two don't be you (laughs) all right good yeah um and then i went to uh jeez Santa Teresa. It's like a small surf town. There's no roads, so everybody gets around on ATVs and dirt bikes. It's fucking crazy. There's a lot of um, Israelis there, hmm. surprisingly. I traveled with an Israeli friend um, for a decent amount of time. I met her in La Fortuna, and we spent the whole trip. We actually Our flights were at the same time at the airport, too. Oh. Um, a friendly friend? What? A friendly friend? No, we were just friends. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, she was like, yeah, I can't go to Santa Teresa. There's too many Israelis there. I was, they had like a full bakery. They had like a mission set up there. It was like a retreat for them. I was like, damn, what? I was like, damn, dude, that's crazy. That's really weird. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so I stayed there for a day and then I went to, um, Manuel Antonio, which is like the big national park there that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a bunch of monkeys there. I went surfing. I caught the best wave of my life there. Uh, so it's just like a surf, like it's, it's surf heaven. Yeah, yeah. More so, um, there's a few. There, I didn't really go to the big spot. There's a spot in the southwest of the country, mm-hmm. or yeah, southwest of the country, where you can get the longest left hand wave in the world. I it was too out of my way in my time span to mm-hmm. go there, but I and I wanted to leave some stuff untouched because Costa Rica is a beautiful country. The roads there just suck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then from Ben and Antonio, I met a ton of really cool people. Um, I met a few guys that, that's where I met a lot of digital nomads actually, where they mm. work completely remote and they spend two weeks in each town. Um, and then they go from town to town. Do they have like a group of people or they're just totally alone? Like- no, they're just totally alone. But again, it's really friendly. You meet people like after yeah. I left, uh, two of the guys that I met, they traveled all through Costa Rica Mexico, and then they went to like um, Colombia together in Buenos Aires. So, who had the hottest girls? Was it Colombia or was it Costa Rica? It, it was Colombia. It was Colombia. Although I've I've met a few Canadian lads in um, uh, Colombia, and one of them went to Brazil and told me that Brazil was way better. But Brazil was way better. Okay. I mean, okay, out of the countries, though, you went to two countries, or did you go to? Uh, I had a, I spent a little bit in Panama City, but I didn't like really you didn't do look anything around there. Yeah. Okay. 
because I'm just you know I'm trying to map it out like what is I, I so there is an top app top. that I downloaded actually that some French girl showed me um it's where where do I have it oh, oh. French girls Fre- dude fuck the French fuck the French why dude, the dude French people are so annoying <laughs> <laughs> It's not even. I was gonna guess you'd say stuck up, but no, they're just no, they're no, they're stuck up. They they're stuck up. This annoys the shit out of me. Um, they're like, oh, you are American. Like the only reason I want to go to France is so I can go to Paris and go to a French cafe and at the top of my lungs go, can I get a croissant? <laughs> It's the only reason I want to go there. Bro, they just they won't even serve you. They're just going to be like, fuck off, <laughs> yeah. get out of here. The, the, uh, when I was going from San Andreas to Manuel Antonio, you had to take a uh, shuttle that took you to this like uh, small town called Montezuma. And you had to swim out to this boat. And it like took you across this channel to Hako. With all your shit? You yeah. Just- how do you like do you have buoys to keep it dry or like all your shit just gets soaked um just... no they had like a small boat that they like kind of ferried in on but it was like crazy and while we were going across this channel it took like an hour and a half to get through it you s- i saw like a humpback whale fuck ton of stingrays jellyfish turtles holy shit yeah no it was like actually sick like so here's the map of everywhere that i went Okay. So, so you're right in that little like. Yeah, and notch. then after Manuel Antonio, I uh, one of my Belgian friends that I met in San Jose, he had gotten robbed the first time I met him, with the first <laughs> night out, which was hilarious. Um, we went to Puerto Viejo on the Caribbean side, and Puerto Viejo is cool. It's they have a Quijada National Park there, mm-hmm. where I went like um, diving and stuff. I like went to the re- they have really gorgeous reefs. Um, see a few reef sharks stingrays coral fish it's mm. crazy we saw a ton of monkeys dude the balls on a monkey dude. <laughs> oh my god they're huge and like with the howling <laughs> monkeys dude if you like get too close or they don't want you near them they'll start pissing on you no but did you get pissed no off? i didn't thank god <laughs> but like one try i was like nope i'm getting the fuck out no. of here <laughs> um but yeah like i like it, it was gorgeous it was funny this uh belgian kid the first time i met him he got robbed the last night there we were walking we were leaving the bars and we were like we had a fucking blast dude and they had these tuk-tuks there. Uh, like, I literally see one pass by as I'm getting off the bus. Um, uh, and the bus didn't have AC. It was a 12-hour bus ride. It was mm. fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but I get off the bus, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a... what? What's it called? And the Israeli girl's like, tuk-tuk. And I'm like, oh, my God, they have a fucking tuk-tuk here. <laughs> so, like, I was... We, like... I, like... Uh, we're, like, trying to order an Uber. They didn't exist. And we're like, wait, maybe we can get, like, a tuk-tuk. Maybe they drive people around. And... They, they did drive people around. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, yo, this is crazy. Maybe the taxis take people places. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was just so like, oh my God. That, that, dude, riding in those is so exhilarating. But um, we're like leaving the bars. There's like a bunch of people looking around and stuff. And I heard that Puerto Viejo was kind of sketchy. So I was like, let's take a tuk It's like 3 a.m. Me, the Israeli girl, and another local are like with us. We're like, let's go back to the hostel. We're like passing um Belgian kid and their group of four that walked back. And I'm like, I, as I'm like going past, I yell, pick up the pace. And he goes, lazy fuck. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> we, we're like hanging out in the hostel afterwards and like the main area. And we see them come running through the front gate. And we're like, they're like, looked like they had just seen a ghost. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you guys? He's like, we just got robbed at gunpoint. And I'm like, oh, word. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about when yeah. I'm like, it, it can't happen. That kind of stuff can't happen if you don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. 
like it completely like the biggest thing that you can do is just eliminate the risk completely yeah I mean I don't know I would think tuk-tuks or something they would still like just like pull you off to the side of the road and just rob you no because that would su- sully their entire reputation as like a group like they all the drivers know each other they have like mm. numbers on their cars oh so like oh yeah number 23 he'll rob yeah. your ass damn okay cause this guy that's really freak. Like I've never been robbed or any shit like that. So it's like I don't know. I don't know how I would take that. Everything happened when I was coming back for the bars, though. So, so maybe the hookers are okay, Tucker. Maybe they're okay. Mm. <laughs> not, not the ones on the street, dude. Not if the I'm ones fucking a hooker, it's gonna be like a private experience. Office hooker, like a like a you call them up and they have a service. Like I think I believe those are called escorts. Escort, right, right. They're classier. The only reason I know that is a bunch of guys that work at my current job. All after the summer, I always go to Medellin and fuck hookers, <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, I, I, I I'm sorry. I, like I could just never do that. I just be worried about like STDs and weird shit like that. Like, yeah, how many dudes this chick fucking? Yeah, like, no, she's I, like, it's, I would never do anything like that. <laughs> I like that was the first question everybody asked me too when I got back from Columbia. Like, yo, how many hookers did you fuck? I was like, none. They were like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> dude that's disgusting like why even go like, yeah. <laughs> no because i always like the reputation for like southeast asia is always like oh yeah thailand you fuck a lot in thailand all the thai lady boys and shit like that yeah, like, just, like yeah no that doesn't like, interest me at all i like you get a tour all parts of the country you know like <laughs> come on now the full experience the yeah. full package no but it was awesome um <laughs> Like, the memories I have from that are sick. Like, everybody should go off on their own at some point with just a backpack because it really pushes you past your comfort zone. Yeah, it definitely seems something you would be like... Because, like, I've traveled, but always with, like, my parents. Yeah. And even still, like, when I went to India, the first night I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> holy shit, what are we doing here? Like, we gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Like, no, like, the Medellin's awesome because... And then after Puerto Viejo, I went back to San Jose... Met, say met with the people that I had first met when I went to the country who like made me feel so at home and like I was just like wow this is awesome they had a very profound experience mm-hmm. um, they left a very strong impression on me I'm still friends with a lot of them we still talk like I was talking with one of them like two days ago um, where are they all like fr- like where were most tourists from all over the world all, like there was no like number like Israel had their one spot but like most people were just from yeah all over the everywhere. world yeah um, yeah, like I met people from Norway, Belgium, England, Ireland, New Zealand, Scotland, um, Switzerland, France, Italy. Um, uh, did they know? Like, like is it is it like? Oh yeah, go to South America. Like that place is the place to tour. Like, yeah, it, 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 because like were they all young people? Like was it like a? Um, Costa Rica was a lot more younger. I will say that. Mm. Um, Costa Rica, it was like I would say twenty four to like. 29 mm-hmm. um was like the average age range in uh Medellin it got a little bit older mm-hmm. um it was a lot more like 26 to like 38 huh. so no matter everywhere I went I was like always the youngest person which was really weird because being in college right now I'm like the old guy yeah <laughs> So it was really refreshing to be the young guy again. I mean, it is, yes, it's a weird experience when it's like you're graduating again. You're going to be a freshman, but just like freshman life. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm anxious, but I'm excited for what the next chapter holds. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited just to have money. Like, I'm tired of being a broke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm really good at like budgeting in front of like ways. So I, it's never really like bothered me. I've always been, get to, been able to get what I want. Yeah, but like, 
you know, not just like, oh, like I can go out to dinner and shit like that, but like, I mean like, oh, a nice car, it's like my car that I bought kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I have that right now. <laughs> because I mean, I'm in a t-shirt company. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You, oh, so you run the t-shirt company? Not anymore, I don't. It got became too much of a pain in the ass to juggle with like school and other responsibilities. Mm. Um, but I was able to uh, buy my car that I love. <laughs> yeah, that's an expensive car. Like, Jeep's the... Yeah. Yeah, uh, fucking Jeep, yeah, Jeep, Jeep Wranglers like, are Jeep Wranglers are fucking sick. I mean, do you feel like you're like? Does do white girls give you credit? They're like, uh, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so wavy. That's such a cool car. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just like crowd around. Hey, what's your name? Did the doors come off? Ooh. I literally got a Jeep just so I could take the doors off. <laughs> I mean, a, like, there's no shame. I, I would do that too. Like, of course, it's what else? Other car. I mean, you have a Miata with a like convertible. Oh dude. no, yeah. yeah, like I am unapologetically a Miata guy. Yeah. Like it's it's the fucking best. Uh, but no, it's I don't know something about being adult. You could just be like, or like you could go to Europe or some shit like that and just have like do whatever you want, kind of there. Yeah, like I I really don't want to go to Europe, like Central Europe. Go to do the whole like London, Paris, Rome thing until I have like a family and I have mm. money to that where I can like actually like really do the high life stuff there and like enjoy it. Mm. And I'll be able to like talk to my kids. I'll be like, hey you really need to appreciate this <laughs> and so that because like I don't want to do that because I want to like before I have a family I mean I have a girlfriend right now mm-hmm. but like before I have a family and stuff I want to go to places that I won't be able to take like my wife and kids <laughs> yeah I mean I've heard like Berlin or something's like a big rave town or something like that I, I heard Ber- uh, like talked to a few people that have been to Berlin I've heard it's pretty mid really yeah I mean where's the place for like the parties like I just want loud music just Bud- Budapest <laughs> Budapest? Yeah. Was that in Istanbul? Hungary. Hungary? What? <laughs> Eastern Eastern Europe. East, why would I go there? Why Why would I go to Budapest? Uh, I mean, I've heard the rave scene there is fucking crazy. crazy. I mean, that definitely seems like a place where you can get just like any drug you want. Yeah. And just fucking, you know, blow Prices your Prices aren't out. expensive as like London. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Like my next big trip, I either want to go all go all the way in South America, like go start in San Jose, mm-hmm. um, go, like because you can go from like San Jose down to Puerto Viejo on the Caribbean side, take a boat to Boca del Toro Island chain in Panama City, and then just work my way through Panama, sail from the Caribbean side to Cartagena on a sailboat for five days, mm-hmm. and then go from Cartagena, Medellin. Uh, San Lento, which is a coffee producing region, mm-hmm. Cali, salsa music capital. Mm-hmm. Go from Cali to this town called Leticia in the Amazonas. It's like the only town for thousands of miles. Um, and it's at the border of uh, Colombia, Brazil, and Peru. And you can take a riverboat for three days from Leticia to Equidos in Peru, and then fly from Equidos to Lima and then go from Lima to Cusco and then go hike Machu Picchu. Are you going to learn Spanish at any point in time? Yeah, I mean, I know a little bit. I didn't actually have to start learning until I went to Colombia. Okay, wait, 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 what do you mean you didn't have to start learning? Like, I didn't have to, like, actually use Spanish until I went to Colombia. Okay. Because everybody in Costa Rica, like, speaks Spanish. It was really, it was a really weird experience. (laughs) Like, Like, I had zero, like, there weren't any awkward interactions. It was just like, hey. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. English, yeah. English, English. Yeah. That was, I think the biggest adjustment, though, was, like, stop using Florida slang. Like, I think my first or second day in the hostel, I, like, got a really good, like, plate of food. And I was like, 
I was like hanging out with a few like people from like France or like Switzerland. And I was like, yo, this is so gas. And they're like, gas? What do you mean gas? I was like, I literally had like a moment. I was like, oh shit, I can't talk like yeah. this anymore. So I had, to, I had to like train my mind to revert to like basic English. When you said Florida slang, I was like, you just started calling people jits? Like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's really funny how like, because like Americans are very like friendly, but we're also like very blunt with how we talk. Like, um, compared to like even like I, I think my favorite thing was I was in Manuel Antonio. I was hanging out with these two Canadian girls, and uh, we were like ta- I was with another dude from Israel, and we were like talking. And I'm like, I was like, uh, they like bringing up how like Toronto traffic sucks or something like mm. like everybody in the states is like oh Toronto's so great, but if you're actually from Canada, you hate Toronto. Mm-hmm. And they're just uh, they're just like talking about how horrible the traffic is. I go. Oh, that's so AIDS, and they just look at me. They're like, "Are all diseases on the table now?" <laughs> I'm a mouthful of water. You caught me off guard. <laughs> that's so AIDS. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a minute. Just be like, "Yeah, that's cancer, bro." Be like, that, bro. Yeah, they're like, they're like, "Are all diseases on the table now?" They're like, "Dude, why do you talk like this?" Like, I was like, "I don't know. It's just how we. It's just talk. what we do, bro." Like, there are dude, no holes uh, barred. Yeah, like that's. I think my favorite people are people from Commonwealth countries. They're like Canada. Uh, New Zealand, Aussies are my favorite. England, um, and uh, or the UK, they get very, they get very um, between like Scotland, Wales. Uh, They're like, no, we're not England. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to, you have to be very careful with that. Uh, uh, the UK, sorry, um, in Ireland, any common, any British Commonwealth country, they're cool as shit. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're like the closest ones. Like they're just, you know, yeah, British. culturally wise, yeah. They're like, okay, yeah, we can we can play ball. You know, we speak the same lingo. Um, we do, but we don't, dude. If you get a group of them together, you will, and they start talking like English, English, you will have no idea what the fuck. They're really, saying. you kind of got lost. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Is that going I was on? like in mini, and there was like an Irish guy, a uh, British guy, and then like two guys from Australia. They all just started talking. I'm like standing. They're all like, they're like five, six years older than me too. I'm just like the young guy that's just like chilling. And then they, they all just start talking really fast. They're like. I I was just like, what the hell are you guys saying? Like, their accents started getting really heavy, and yeah. I'm just like, what is going on? And I'm like, I know you're speaking English, but what, the, what are you saying? Like, it's like, have you ever seen that scene from Austin Powers where uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was literally like that? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, yeah, I want to see that. That's something that is like, I, I want English to be foreign to me. That's kind of like, oh, beautiful. Yeah. And then they, they, the, the, I would be like, uh, because that's probably who I like would try to hang out with. Germans are cool as shit though too, um, uh, but like I'd be hanging out and they're like, yeah, did they, I heard they have a tube here, and I was like, the fuck the tube, they're like the metro, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally good, <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> fuck, so South America is the place. I mean, it sounds pretty dope. Like I. It, it sounds beautiful yeah. and just something that's cheap and fun because I was considering like working in Spain but everybody I've talked to is like you're not going to make any money yeah. going to Spain and they all like hate non-Spanish people yeah. not all of them but they're like eh. yeah yeah um, yeah South America is a place to go because they're also like super grateful that you're there mm. um, because the exchange rate for one US dollar to uh, Colombian pesos is one take, get, take a wild guess 30 Five thousand. Holy shit! <laughs> but like, okay, you're not like I have five grand now, right? Like, yeah, no, it felt you. wild going to the ATM and you're just like, how much money do you want to take out? Because like, you wouldn't pay for everything in cash, so you're not like swiping cards and getting foreign transaction fees. I'd be like, 
one million pesos. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt so powerful typing that into the ATM. <laughs> so was that like you use your regular bank card? Or yeah. Did you have to get like an international oh, bank no, card? No, I'm uh, my next trip. I'm getting an international card because I racked up probably like one fifty in foreign transaction fees. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Okay, but so you were just like, yeah, milling me up real quick. Yeah. And then I, I had I would like put a little bit in my bag lockbox yeah have that locked up i got a different wallet like i got like a travel wallet how much was like a meal in pesos then it was like what four thousand or fifteen thousand yeah it was, fifteen thousand pesos for a meal yeah your really good ones were like your really good ones were like sixty thousand pesos sixty thousand that's so Dude, crazy mama, like, mama, you could go to mama cedas and medellin and get like a full like four course meal for like 12 bucks holy shit so were you going to like these restaurants alone like uh i would i would get a few people to go with okay because and I, then they have this app there i fuck what's it called um i forget what it's called but it's like uber but for everything so like I, if I was at the hostel just like chilling I wanted food and it was too dangerous to like go somewhere I would just like order it and it would cost me like four bucks shit okay yeah and like the driver would come I'd leave him a fat tip because I'm just like that's the other thing dude they hate tipping they, they hate, hate tipping. tipping because it makes it's tipping culture is purely American because restaurant owners don't want to pay their employees yeah so <laughs> <laughs> um they hate tipping because it makes it more expensive for the people like in the international district of Medellin, it's called El Poblado. Um, they have a ten percent transaction fee, which is considered like the tip. It used to be optional to add that on mm-hmm. if you have like good service, but they started making it automatically adding it because so many people started going there now mm-hmm. that like all the locals hate it, dude. Like Bro. I talked to a few guys who have like you'll, they'll go there and they'll get like Colombian girlfriends for the time that they're there, and like. <laughs> They have to pay for these girlfriends, dude. It's dude. You can ball out there. Like I'm talking with this one dude. He he has like five girlfriends that he like rotates on. Like he's like, all right, this is your day of the week. It's fucking crazy. But are these these aren't prostitutes. Though. No, they're not prostitutes. Okay, because I'm like, you say Colombian girlfriend. And I'm like, no, oh, they're prostitute. no, they're not prostitutes. <laughs> but like, um, he's like, yeah, I, it's it's great. I can go out to a restaurant. And I can be like. Get whatever you want, honey. Like, I got it. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, you feel like so, you feel like such a fucking baller there. It's insane. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so like, bro, because I I remember I went to Egypt and they like demand tipping. Like, it's not even like I tipped a guy and he was like, "What is this? Like, this isn't enough. Like, oh, give me these more." These bargaining cultures there are they, super like, big. No, 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 like I had already paid for the thing they call it backsheesh is like their tip and then okay. they're like and they're like yo what's up with the this is some shit backsheesh like come on like hit me up and like the guy was literally like yo like i have changed like give me more money and i was like what no like i already paid for this I feel, in those countries i feel like you'll also get hustled a lot they'll, they'll definitely hustle you but like all their because money i, I want to go to turkey because i plan on going to greece and turkey and i want to go to croatia like i'm gonna spend a month in turkey next because the culture is completely opposite of Dude, everything that is here and the inflation is like off the chain right yeah, now yeah although they did just have an earthquake well, I mean, not in the whole country. No, yeah, it's just down like by Syria. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Although that was an area that I did want to get kind of get close to, though. Like, I, I do at some point in my life, I do want to go to Iraqi Kurdistan. Iraqi Kurdistan. It's like a semi-autonomous oh. region. In why Iraq. would you? Why do you want to go to Kurdistan? Because like, it's a country that's not a country. Like the Kurds have their own government, they have their own military, they have their own police force, and it's relatively safe. 
but like, like it's a completely different culture. I don't know. I sound because I I'm sounding like my parents because I was like, oh, I want to go to Iran with my buddy because my buddy's from Iran. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like well, I'll be safe. And they're like, why would you go there and get your ass killed or like captured or some shit like that? It's like, so why would you go to Kurdistan? Where you're gonna get fucking captured and like, well, because killed. that's why you get a local guide and stuff. But like, it's not gonna. It's it's a, <laughs> a cool stable guy. region. If you're in regular Iraq, yeah, there's a chance that you may get captured and killed. But like in Kurdistan, it's like they see you, they'll take care of you. I don't know. I'd have to do my own research. I don't know if I believe that. That's okay. Because like, I know there's like conflicts in Syria from the Kurds and in Turkey from the Kurds. Like, yeah, the Turkey. The, yeah, the Turkish government doesn't like the Kurds because they want their, the Kurds are an ethnic group that wants to create their own country, which makes yeah. sense because when they carved up the Middle East, it would like they just drew lines on a map. They're yeah. like, if you live here, fuck you. Like, yeah, it's like Africa. Like, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just they let, but they have like their shit together though. So if you go in the middle, you'll be okay because there's no. I mean, it's like it's like the north of Iraq. I'm saying, but like if you go where they're not having like border conflicts, then it'll be okay. Yeah. Versus like, I don't. How do you even get in there? Like, I guess like a long car ride. Um. Yeah. 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 I like. like, That's. I haven't really looked into it all that much because I don't want to make that trip now. That's gonna be a few years down the line. Um. That's one of those trips where it's like I don't even. You you definitely can't have a family. Like maybe a girlfriend. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's that's why I'm like yo. I want to do this stuff now before I have like kids and stuff. Dude, I I went over to my cousin's the other day and I was like just kind of looking at like family stuff and I was just like. Oh, I don't want this. Like, like you know, like I don't know if you, like every once in a while you're like, yeah, like maybe I should like just hurry up and like get this going, and then like, at least in my mind, I'm like, yeah, maybe hurry up, you know, it's like you know, do family thing, blah blah blah. And then I went and saw that and was like, no, 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 like I can't, I can't do this, bro. Yeah, I do. I actually really do want to have a family, um, and have a very healthy one, um, because. You don't want an unhealthy family? Well, I, I grew up in an unhealthy family, and it fucking sucked. That's what made you who you are. You need Yeah, it. no, it did. But, like, I never wanted to have my, my – I don't – that's my big life goal is I never want to have my kids go through what I had to go through. Mm. Because it, I, I really don't want to go into details, but it was like, hell, bro. I should not be where I am right now. I mean, see, that's one of those things that I wonder about because I know a lot of people who, like, have gone through a lot of shit. And that has, like, that has made them who they are. Yeah. Like, they are, like, I, I, there's healthier ways to build yourself up and build that, like, grind and determination. Are there? Yeah, there are. Like, how, uh, like I don't know. There are definitely uh, uh, healthier like, ways. I don't know. What, what would you, do you know of any of these ways? I don't know. You know, yeah, you have to put tips. them through, like, struggles that, like, feel real in the moment. Like, um, going to summer camp every year. Like, you're sending, from, like, a young age, you're sending them off by themselves and, like, Boy Scout camp into, like, the mm-hmm. woods and stuff. And you, they have to, like, figure shit out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, putting them in situations like that where they, you're not there to, like, hold their hand. They have to rely on themselves to, like, mm-hmm. figure out. But I don't, it's like a... I don't know. I was watching Naruto the other day. Uh, have you seen Naruto? I, I don't watch Naruto. You haven't seen? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I've seen Avatar. No, not even. But not, not the one that you're thinking of. I mean, like both the, like Sasuke and Naruto are like the two kind of like mainish. Like Naruto is the main character, of course, but like Sasuke's up there, and they're like the two kind of like prodigy, like most powerful children. And both of them have had like fucked up childhoods, and yeah. like, and then you see the other people with like normal childhoods. You're like, oh. They're lazy. They're not, like, nearly as powerful. Which 
it's in anime. It's not really something to be getting your, your yeah. Like I'm gonna abuse my children. Why? Well, Naruto was abused, and that's how he got so strong. Yeah. No. Like I like that's my like I, like this is really deep. Uh, I don't tell many people this, but like that's my one goal in life is to like not have people reap like not have that repeat itself. I mean, you're like telling the entire world and eternity right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good goal. No, he's gonna be like. Yeah. Good family? Fucking idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Cancel him. He wants a good family. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because I think it's just something that, like, a lot of people don't really necessarily see the value and have it anymore, which is, like... I don't know about that. Like, I I see a lot of girls, and they're like, no, I don't want to have kids. But, like, I don't really believe them. Yeah. Like, you just don't want to have them yet. Yeah. Like, 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 it's... With the whole instant gratification culture that we have mm-hmm. right now, like building a good family is something that takes work, takes time to really understand your partner and to really build those relationships yeah. and to have the maturity to like if something's going wrong because something will go wrong, like whether it be finances or like relationship wise to being able to have the maturity to have a very healthy conversation. Yeah. And like that's something that a lot of people lack, even into adulthood. Well, I don't know. It's, I think I'm a little bit. I'm more confident in people now, I think. I don't, like, I haven't personally seen the idiots, although I haven't seen a lot of terrible people, I guess. I know they're out there. I just yeah. haven't seen them. But I, look, I, I, <laughs> I don't trust people. But, like, I don't know. There's a lot of times, like, I'll see people and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not going to be, like, you guys aren't going to be a family. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. But then I wonder, like, oh, if somebody accidentally gets somebody's pregnant or if they end up, like, not fucking up until they get married they're gonna get married and you're like why would you do that like that's yeah that's awful like I don't do yeah that. also people are like even today though one thing that i find interesting is there was a study that just came out that found like a lot of younger people are like moving in with their partners and stuff mm. not because they're seeking marriage and stuff but because it's make it's like financially sustainable just because versus like them living on their own which will they have to pay more yeah which is crazy yeah, 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 we can do. We're gonna do All a right. little intermission here. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> All right, back from our intermission. Tucker, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, where we are right now? Where, where are we? Um. So right now we are currently recording in the common room of the Theta Chi fraternity at UCF. It's a beautiful place. It's. It's definitely a place. <laughs> it's a hallowed hall. It's it's way better than uh, the previous house, though. Although I, I like the old one more. I mean, it's a lot bigger, but I don't know that you guys... I mean, you still have a backyard, so I guess you yeah. can still do the thing. I mean, it, the old one was so much better, dude. It, it, it's, the, the old compound isn't a place. It's a people. <laughs> it's a society. Yeah. It's a... I mean, so what is it? I mean, it looks about standard from for all the fraternity houses I've been in. Um, I mean... You know, yeah. So ours is like the largest at UCF. It can house the most people. We have thirty six people that live here. Okay, yeah. Um, which is a lot. It's oh. like a compound. Like this, yeah. is, there's a lot of rooms. No, in there's it. two buildings. Each each we call them units. Each unit has two bedrooms, one bathroom, and a kitchen and a living room space. Mm. And there's like 20 something of them. <laughs> Okay, minus the whatever one we're using yeah. for, the, for the common room facilities. Yeah, there's two. I mean, what is it like? Because like, if I were a, a landlord and a fraternity came up to me and was like, hello, I would like to rent from you, I would say, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so the people that actually we rent from, they're all they a lot of them rent to fraternities. So it's like specific landlords. I mean, this is like the Greek ghetto, right? Yes, like it this is. is. We we are in the Greek ghetto. The ghetto. I was walking back from happy hour at our old house, uh, which is like two streets back, way more towards the back. And like I was walking back from happy hour, and there was like a cop car. He's like, "Don't go down there. There's a SWAT raid, ha- raid happening." I'm like, "Oh, where?" <laughs> <laughs> on another house or just like a random house no a random house <laughs> cause like you look around here like I mean I would live in one of these apartments like if I was in college you know like this is perfectly part for the course um but, yeah like it, 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 I had a great time like I lived in the house for like two and a half three years great absolutely great time you just have to have enough self discipline to go get your shit done I was gonna say like what is it cause it seems like there's always something happening you're like I remember getting distracted when I had three roommates but yeah the why I like it I liked our house versus like more dorm style is you have privacy mm-hmm. and with privacy you can kind of go do your own thing you can be on your own schedule if people are going out you can be like oh okay that's cool I'll see you when I get back and then I'll go spend time in the library Mm-hmm. But like the thing that I liked, the, like not so much this house, but the old house, dude. I could go back to. I would spend like eight to ten hours in the library, starting my ass off, and then I'd come back at like two a.m. and there would be people just like chilling. There would be like fifty people in the backyard that I could just go hang out with. So is that and like decompress. the appeal of the fraternity life? Like, yeah. would you sell it to somebody? Would you say do this? Th- that's not the way that I would sell it. Um, I like the way that I. I mean, this doesn't really exist in our chapter anymore. But the reason why I liked it. Um, and it was true for me for a while um, was I joined because I wanted to do something I wanted to be a part of something that was greater than myself and I was in Boy Scouts growing up so I was kind of in that men's group organization mm-hmm. but, and I really wanted to have that structure when I went to college um, first semester we lived together so like yeah. you know I broke my leg I was kind of like yes. hibernating my throat king. I was like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was just like what, what am I doing I need to do something so I was just like um a uh, few girls that lived on our floor or in our building were in sororities. They were like, you mm-hmm. should join a fraternity. You would love it. And I was like, okay, screw it. Let's go. Um, and I liked it here because it didn't fit what your average fraternity was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, now everybody, we kind of fit that average fraternity mold, which kind of sucks in my <laughs> opinion. But um, Were you in Animal House previously? I feel like everybody wants Animal House. No, I, I did not want Animal House. <laughs> um, I wanted a group where everybody was just kind of driven to perform better and improve themselves. And that way that could also have fun mm-hmm. but that wasn't the primary selling point like when i came here i joined because they were um, recovering and we were up and coming everybody was really pushing to improve themselves mm-hmm. versus like when i went to another fraternity they were like yeah dude we fucking black out every night it's great <laughs> and i'm like that's not why i want to join a fraternity i mean i think you're definitely in the minority with yeah, that no i would no i 100 percent am um but it, the people who join for, who want to go do stuff and like really improve their lives and learn leadership skills fraternity is the place to go i mean do you feel like you have an in to sort like like do you put you put it on your resume you think that you're gonna get like somebody's like oh i was i was a data kind like you're not wrong. theta cut it, it, it what whatever fraternity you're in it doesn't really matter when you like graduate mm-hmm. um it just matters if someone was in a fraternity oh okay so is that j- just the general yeah they're just like okay this guy like he gets it kind of yeah. thing i mean what like what, what, what makes a fraternity man like a- <laughs> um depends on who you ask to be everybody has their different impression drink 10 beers what me like so i hold the resolute man award which is like eagle scout but for theta kai mm-hmm. 
Hell yeah. Local fire going on. Shout out. Hope they're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing that sucked about moving here was like you could hear all of the stuff from like the road. Going yeah, we're on. right on the road. We're yeah. Um, what makes it, So I hold the Resident Man Award, which is like Eagle Scout, but for Theta Kai. Um, it's kind of a big deal. Um, and what I would say makes a fraternity man is you're willing, you're willing to work hard no matter what. You're going to be able to constantly push towards your goals no matter how much um, uh, shit you're going to have to endure. Mm. Um, and it also gives you the strength to stand up for what's right even when everybody's telling you that you're wrong. I mean, that's definitely... Uh, like, I... I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, that, that, like that, I mean, th- that's why I said it different for, differs from everybody. But that's the effect that joining fraternity had on me. I mean, what like like stand up for what you you know stand up, stand up for right. yeah. yeah because like in chapter and stuff you'll be, like chapters are weekly meeting you will have like guys who are just like pushing like but who want to do like bullshit stuff that you know is like wrong and bad for the chapter and like they'll a lot of them a lot of kids nowadays there's a, like I'm not gonna go into specifics but like <laughs> they're, 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 you have like the party bros who everybody's like oh fuck yeah let's do that and everybody's like yeah and I'm like wait let's stop and think about this because this is actually a really fucking horrible idea um and everyone's like no boo and I'm just like it like it, 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 it like it used to be able to stop it but now there's just so many like kids that fall under the quote unquote frat umbrella so many bros that, that I just can't that it's you just can't stop it anymore and it's just like I'm just like something bad's gonna happen I definitely hear the frustration like, yeah. in your voice You're yeah like, oh, no no stop. like I used to be super involved like I was on IFC I helped transition Greek life during COVID like that was a crazy time dude like everybody dropped I was like a sophomore at the time I had no idea what the hell I was doing mm-hmm. and they're just like oh you're vice president of the entire uh, fraternity system at UCF now and I'm like oh fuck what am I gonna do <laughs> um, so we had to like restructure rush make it all online to where everybody was happy and like to where it was like made sense and like we were able to get the word out and stuff and like it was it's it, we did a lot of stuff it was hard but the bonds that I made with those guys from other fraternities I like I talk to them like on a fairly decent basis like one was even one lives in atlanta now working for google and he was in town like two weeks ago and we like went out together it was like hey let's go shit okay so it's, it's, it's the the work is what makes the bond yeah like i think that's something um and i know it's very secretive amongst fraternities but like the the initiation process or whatever the pledging ours is uh, um, our initiation is actually tomorrow for our Yep. the babies are coming in are you gonna be like yes like uh, I mean it's gonna be the last one I don't, I'm old and like chapter's gone in a different direction like it's fundamentally changed from when I joined I'm not a big fan of it so I kind of I tried to like push why I joined here and like try to uphold those values and stuff but mm-hmm. it, it was a, I was um, I have a really bad habit I noticed of like fighting for lost causes mm-hmm. and this is just one where I was just like this isn't a fight that you're gonna win it's your last semester dude go enjoy it stop yeah. like worrying about this kind of stuff it's you're if you do have any impact on it it's just gonna go out the fucking door and fall uh, yeah if they get suspended that's on them I, I have a running bet that we're gonna get suspended <laughs> within two years I mean what is like um I mean, we could talk trash about other people, right? So, what, what, like, why are these people getting suspended? What are they doing wrong? Like, um, a lot of it, frankly, is just, like, stupid shit. Like, they're just, like, they're not filling out forms correctly, and they're still holding those events. They're not, they're holding events and not filling out forms. Like, um, UCF also does hate Greek life. Uh, that is a fact. I don't care how anybody I mean, can dispute it. I would think all universities, to some extent, hate Not as Greek schools. Life. 
Not SEC. I mean, okay, yeah. It's because it's just part of their culture. Everybody yeah. who works there. Yeah, or I mean, all the chapters there have been up over for like 70, 80, 100 years. Like, mm-hmm. our chapter at UF is over 100 years old. Like, those alumni bring in so much donation money to the school and stuff that in, like, they have such an influence on, like, the school that, mm-hmm. like, to be anti-Greek would just fucking piss everybody. It would yeah. piss away a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, There's not a lot of standing with the yeah, Greeks here. Yeah, at UCF, they're, uh, they're stuck in a... Um, paradox almost because this gets brought up every year at greek forum which is like an open forum that they have with administration members of the greek community where um we're like hey like why don't you care about us why aren't you giving us like help when we ask for it why aren't you letting us host certain events and stuff like all the other schools they go oh well you're alumni donating enough money yada 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 (laughs) like because there's like greek park two which is the on-campus housing they have a second one that's on the ucf master plan but their chapters have enough money to build a house but like ucf won't approve it or do anything about it Mm. um which because they don't like us Mm. and their argument is like oh well you guys aren't like helping us put in the work to like raise the amount of money that's needed and we're also but we're they keep taking away stuff that like we enjoy like to an unreasonable level i know i'm sounding very privileged and stuck up right now but like freshman year we used to be able to like play like for example a tail tail yeah prime guy come on get out of here um like we used to like for example at tailgates we used to be able to play beer die bring grills have dj booths and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was just a great experience and like we'd be able to use the power outlets there uh, and we used to be able to use the pavilion and this guy he's doing a 20 point turn Dude, these mics are really sensitive yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's not exactly quiet that's <laughs> no it's not no, right. um, do you want to wait till I mean we're already reco- sorry ladies and gentlemen for the disturbance uh, <laughs> um, but like yeah like you were able like joining you were able to have all of these privileges and stuff and they slowly got taken away to the point where we we're bringing generators to like um, tailgates now and you haven't used gas because they wouldn't let us use like the pavilion and their excuse was oh people could trip on the courts like that's an obvious mm-hmm. bullshit excuse but okay uh, and then they ban- like and then they ban generators and then they ban speakers and djs they're like oh now you just have to bring a portable speaker so our last tailgate you had one girl running around with like your little jbl speaker just like going it's, 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 mm. and we're all just like what is this sucks <laughs> Uh, so they're just trying to con- like just choke it out yeah and the thing dies. is um what a lot of people people don't look at this kind of stuff from like a strategic standpoint the way i always looked at that is they from an administration view if they want to choke out greek life they have the advantage of every kid cycles through every four to five years mm-hmm. so they can keep taking away stuff and no one's going to really notice mm-hmm. like people are going to complain and stuff but there's going to be no serious movement because those kids that saw it when it was great are gone yeah yeah and it's gonna continue it's just this constant declining spiral well it's weird so they can regulate what games you play they can regulate if you can you know how you play music they can regulate what you can't cook you're not allowed to have anything like that anymore yeah i'm happy with the last round like a year and a half ago of ifc they just said fuck you and like took it away from like they started tailgating like in spots that are unregulated which makes so much more sense i was trying to get them to do that for like a while i mean i remember going in like last 
tailgate I went to on campus, it was just in this weird pocket over by like there's like a giant you know water cooler and there's a parking garage and there's like yeah. a little field. Yeah, and that's where they not, had to go because it's unregulated. So like you, it's just like a spot and it's yeah. just like we're not saying ooh fraternities coming here. It's just everybody happens to come and tailgate yeah. in this spot. Like in yeah, area. and like the other thing that why we we're all like oh this is bullshit because if you go to Memory Mall where everybody else is right yeah everybody's playing drinking games. There's DJs everywhere. Yeah, like everybody's getting absolutely the blacked out, out of the Yeah, like, it's it's just like you there's such a double standard and it's because where people like these organizations are very easy to identify mm-hmm. right we can't throw house parties but if you're unaffiliated and you have a house, like you're a, like regular jeed as like people call them right and you throw a fucking house party school's not going to bat a fucking eye but if you're a fraternity and you do it it's like oh all of a sudden there's a label for it well, I think like there's a certain level of association. Not defending the school for being a devil's yeah. advocate. Like you are associated with the school. Like if anything, I would think there's some sort of legal chain that they can yeah, go there, up to there is, the school. There is a liability if an incident happens. Um, they do like to target fraternities, like specifically IFC fraternities for like national news and stuff. Yeah, um, of course, it's, it's because the mainstream media loves shitting on us. Um, despite the amount of money that we all raise for philanthropies every year and the amount of good that we do for the community. I mean, see, that's the thing. Like, I understand, like, there's a lot of philanthropy, you know, for the kids, right? Blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, when I look at a fraternity, the idea of a fraternity is, like, it's a bunch of dudes who want to party and they want to make a party club. And, like... It, that's true to an extent. I'm not going to lie. Every, every, Although, everybody parties in college. No, like, I'm not saying it's, like, yeah, that's true. Like, I, I understand the appeal of it, but at the same time, it's, like, you know, I don't... I, I'm not going to go and say, like, oh, there's, a like, a redeeming factor. Like, oh, no, we're here to do charity. It's, like, no, you're paying money so that, you know, you're not just a bunch of dudes drinking. Like, it's, like... <laughs> like no 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 no. but we also spend money on charity they're like uh okay i yeah. guess it's fine like, i mean the way i the way i looked at the charity is a very developmental standpoint for me like i want to do it with a goal i didn't want to just go out and drink and like i mean it really helped with meeting people and for stuff the standard bro like that you're very for uncommon. the standard bro nowadays in this chapter um, a lot of them come from very well off families i just say like a general like fraternity life if anything across the u.s like I mean, I haven't been across the U.S., so it's hard, you know, yeah. obviously I can't it very, it's speak It varies from chapter to chapter. But I think to a certain extent, it's it's very much like, what is the redeeming factor? Why are we keeping these institutions around when, like, you know, they put cigarettes out on kids and they, like, that you know, have people. Anywhere. I know, but you, you know what I mean. Like, they, you put the cigarettes out on kids, you put stuff up their butt, you make them drink themselves <laughs> to death. There's lots of, like, you know, everybody's no, doing that's, cocaine. That, that, like, that's why, like, in, like, mid-2015, 2016, everybody started cracking down on, like, oh, yeah. life. I mean, like there was like a, two thousand like the glory years in my opinion are like from like two thousand like when like all the, like that's not actually sounded really bad saying glory years <laughs> but like days. when like all of that shit that everybody thinks about was going on was um from like two thousand two to like twenty fifteen twenty sixteen like the and, golden years of like quote unquote college I guess like yeah the college when experience. every everything was just unhinged yeah like when like it was you're doing like in like Fort Lauderdale where they were like still when they were like still doing what t-shirt contests and shit yeah. like that when that shit was just absolutely off the chain on spring break like now it's become a lot more tame because like it you had immature t- kids that got into positions of power and took it way too far and people died yeah yeah i mean that's the thing like how do you balance the 
freedom of like just a mad party so i so like i mean going back to the whole pledge process and hazing sort of thing right i had two rules um like uh i had two rules when i went into this right i was like number one i'm not going to be hazed i'm not going to be degraded in any way shape or form and made to feel less than i am and number two i wouldn't let it change me who i am in a bad way like i wasn't going to develop any sort of like crippling drug addictions or anything like Mm -hmm. that or just be an alcoholic the entire time that's not what i wanted for myself um however i did get initiated because none of those rules got broken Mm. i mean that's very uh you know again i know it's secret but that's very surprising to hear that you weren't at least degraded as like fuck you pledge like you don't know shit yeah i mean it's fairly common that you get the fairly common knowledge that you get yelled at and stuff but it's just like that's that's where it comes to the point where i'm like i'm not afraid to like stand up for myself when Mm -hmm. i know i'm right Mm -hmm. and and i'm right and everybody's telling me i'm wrong Mm -hmm. that's like you in order to initiate some sort of personal growth you have to go through some sort of personal struggle Mm -hmm. and for a modern the modern day fraternity a lot of the kids now that are coming in um, come from very well-off families. They haven't really experienced any sort of uh, struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, this and like this is gonna sound very stuck up, but like I don't come from a place where I had like everything handed me on a golden platter. I had to work my ass off for everything that I have today. Mm-hmm. And the, a lot of the kids that were in my class that I saw going through it, it was like the first time that they were actually struggling. I felt fine the entire time. I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, what's up, dude?" Um, they're like, "Oh my god, dude, I have to go do this, this, and this," and I'm like yeah it's not that like big of a deal yeah it's shit that you got to go through bro um like it wasn't anything like yeah it wasn't anything super crazy it was just like they were just building your character Mm -hmm. like yeah i mean i don't like i I wouldn't say it's like all a bad thing like i know i'm coming out of that way but like i the way i look at it is like there's two outcomes of like when you're pledging and stuff there's two ways of thought like you can either be doing something fucking stupid Mm -hmm. that serves absolutely zero character development purpose or you could be doing something that like has uh is developing your character Mm -hmm. like why are you like uh, for example it's very well known that each pledge class you have to hold positions right Mm -hmm. and you in each turn you try to get them to do stuff that would be representative of what that position does in the actual chapter Mm -hmm. so like when i'm talking with pledge and stuff i'm like hey why don't you go out and do this it would help you a lot in understanding how the chapter functions and getting real world leadership experience and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because that's like what's actually going to benefit them in the future it's like does it benefit it's like will it benefit the kid on the long term or is it just something stupid that you because you're immature you think it's funny I mean, but again, Garrett, I think you're definitely the smallest sliver of a minority here. I break you're- a lot. I, you, that, <laughs> like, dude, it's so funny when I'm, like, talking to people. They're, like, trying to put, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm an attorney, but, like, I traveled alone by myself for, like, two months and stuff. Yeah. And I've done this, this, and, the, like, I volunteered for, like, hurricane recovery and stuff. And they're, like, they're, like, constantly trying to put me in a box. And I'm, like, looking at that, I'm, like, this kid can't put me into a box. And it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> But, like, speaking broadly is, like, how would you fix, like, fraternity life so that you can have fun but also not have too many kids get too much stuff shoved up their ass? I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not not here. Not here. I mean, it, it, it definitely it, hit it, it happened at SAE here in, like, 2009 I mean, or 2007. That's how we ended up with their house um, <laughs> when we were on campus. Um, uh, but, um... They were shoving stuff up people's asses? No, the SAE in, like, 2000. 2000- 
2009 to I forget the exact date, but they were like the police got called to their house. They found pledges in a lineup, and there were frozen hot dogs, and the pledges were dressed up in fairy costumes. It was really <laughs> fucking weird, dude. It was like I was just it was just a weird like when I heard that story, I was like that's so weird, and there's so many news characters around it. We're building character. <laughs> the ultimate reality of it is that um it takes a strong you have to really take you can't just go from one heavy-handed approach of this right mm-hmm. it takes you have to be very um open-minded into like the different solutions for this because like you need to have it well, number one is like you need to have a strong alumni board but that i love like our alumni board i don't like mm-hmm. because they interfere with chapter oper- operations constantly like i was on exec we were the first exec where like none of us were actually a brother when like the people on the alumni board were involved or we didn't really have any connections and they staged the code and removed all of us even though we're the we're like fairly capable of doing our jobs yeah. um and that caused a very big hindrance to the fraternity because you have all these people who are getting ready for these positions and stuff and you just take them out and you're putting in people that didn't go through that preparation process you're essentially skipping a generation mm-hmm. Um, which led to a lot of immaturity and stuff. But number one, you have to, it, it really comes down to the recruitment process. You have to be able to recruit kids that have high integrity and won't let themselves fall to those lower vices. But, like, dude, like, that's not going to happen. Like, what do you mean? It happened. It's, it's, it's a fraternity. When I, was, when, when, <laughs> I mean, when I, was, when I was a brother, it did happen, or it was happening for a while, and then it started to change as we grew. Like, I get it. Like, if you change kind of your the perception that people have of you, then you'll attract a different kind of person. But I think in general, like, I find it very hard to divorce the fraternity like the fr- the fraternity from that the idea of that lifestyle or that kind of person yeah, that's going to no, want to be no one hundred because it ultimately it's if you there's no control it's just going to revert to a bunch of immature kids in on the house type but of I vibe which I don't get me wrong is fun even if but. you do control it like to me it's like you're trying to take the fraternity out of the fraternity like 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 and I'm not saying it's a bad thing I'm just saying like you know it is. It's a bunch of dudes who are joining a club and they're, you know, partying and drinking together. And like that, you when you're can't... an underclassman, yes. When you're upperclassman and you're like getting ready to graduate, you're actually holding positions and trying to do shit. I mean, is but do you stop doing that stuff? Like, yeah, like, I don't really go out and drink anymore. But like, is that common for for most upperclassmen? Yeah, a lot most... of upperclassmen like either you're really involved or you're like not really going out and drinking anymore, and you're taking a step back from everything and you're focusing on like building your career. So like the freshmen kind of burn themselves out, or the, yeah, and then and then eventually they're like, all right, like let's let's do something here. Like yeah. <laughs> it gets old after. I mean, some people it doesn't get old. Like, dude, we have a kid that lives in the house that fucking failed college algebra like three times. He like I don't know he I don't know why he's still in school. He's like doing inter disciplinary studies and that's just you're paying money for a piece of paper <laughs> like dude tell me how this fucking class on harry potter is gonna help you get a job yeah i kept asking because uh, i was pledging for a fraternity and like we had a guy in ids and, and i was like so what is it and he's like no it's not like this and i'm like what what is it though what is it and like <laughs> no answer he gave me made any sense like i couldn't be like oh yeah no this is what interdisciplinary studies yeah He's just like, it's, it's kind of like a little paper. bit of this. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, they, they don't want to say it, but they're just getting piece of paper. It's like bullshit. It's yeah. like, it's, they're, are they the lowest on the tier? Or would you put the, the like the international, whatever you call it, like the, the market media? I don't even know what you said. The Like the beta business boys, like whatever. Oh, it, <laughs> I don't want to call it that because I'm friends with some of them. But like, dude, I could never fucking take one of those classes. I went off myself. Um... Uh, I think interdisciplinary studies is lower. 
Okay, but English, would you put English above IDS? or? I mean, I think there's a little skill, like, in English. If you want to be a teacher, yeah. <laughs> dude, the educate, the, like, the people who are, like, going to college to be professors, I'm literally just like, dude, you're in a pyramid scheme. Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> dude, but it, you're, no, it's literally a pyramid scheme because they're paying, think about it, they're paying money to get a certification and then they work for it and they work at that certification while paying more money to get another certification so they can move up but then you get the then you research you do the research and you can expand the field of english you know a new word oh, yolo that's where do you think that came from <laughs> hard-working english researchers doing god's work and making making words happen We need English workers. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the most uh, in-demand job in the economy right now. Like, if no, I'm going to be completely honest. Definitely not. I think if UCF opened up in a, like an electrician school, everybody would be a lot better off. Yeah. Um, but so, like, going back to the fraternity life, like, yeah, because I think it's a very, it's an interesting, like, a piece of American culture. Like, it doesn't exist oh, anywhere I, else. Dude, when I was abroad, I would tell people I was in a fraternity. All of the Europeans would get so fascinated by it. <laughs> they were like, what? Yeah. Cause and I was like, yeah, I'm in a fraternity. What's up? And they're like, what, is it like Animal House? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, it's not. And I was like, what? They were like, really? I was like, I mean, yeah, we party, but, like, so does every other American college kid. Like, like it's the hallmark of the American college experience but like they were so fascinated they were like wait so this kid like I could see it through, their head, through a few of their heads they were like yo this kid like fucks and I'm just <laughs> like no not really that is yeah there's another thing you, you also want to fuck because you know the sorority I don't understand why sororities I don't understand why they do that at all like I'm like so you, so you get to like party and drink they're like no we can't have we don't have any parties or anything like that yeah, like, I can't. I can't say so, too much, or else I'm gonna get in trouble with like, my girlfriend. But so what she's do you in do? a sorority. But I was just like, my sister sees what I'm doing, and I mean, she's very impressionable by me. And um, I was like, she wanted to join a sorority. I looked at her. I was like, don't. <laughs> like, because uh, one of one of my former girlfriends was in one, and she yeah. just seemed miserable the whole time. Yeah. And then you have to pay money to be miserable. She You're also like, wasn't in a good one though. Yeah, but still, like, what you know, what is a you, good one? You just their hottest. Oh, like, because uh, like if you look at the houses on on UCF's campus you can tell exactly how hot the girls are inside I mean not exactly like there's a bit of leeway but like the nicer bigger houses have the nicer you know they're also paying three thousand dollars a semester exactly okay so yeah they're rich girls too yeah but it's like what like why um family so uh, one one big thing is it teaches family values like that was one big thing that does it (laughs) i mean well like it teaches you how to exist in like 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 it teaches you how to like a lot of the people it teaches you how to exist in like a um, very more traditional system if that makes sense like you gotta you gotta explain what the fuck um i don't believe that what do you oh like i never looked at a sorority and was like traditional values like, right well there. like because like, when it comes to homecoming and stuff you're getting courted by some of the guys the fraternities are courting you to like take them to homecoming you're mm-hmm. like buying them gifts and stuff you're having to like go raise money for philanthropy events and stuff mm-hmm. um you're you're like participating in events like um i know a big one is that a lot of people do as best buddies where you're like going and like mm-hmm. hanging out with kids who have like uh, oh, really bad ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they're doing events with those types of people and stuff, mm-hmm. doing Nightthon, which is where you stand in the stadium for, like, 24 hours and you're raising money for... Um, for the kids. Yeah, for the kids. <laughs> um, and it, like, it teaches you how to exist in that sense. That's another reason why I wanted to join a fraternity was because that's something that I really lacked. 
growing up and I wanted to understand how kids who come from those good families thought and think and what their values are and stuff mm. because I wanted to really latch on to that knowledge that I didn't have and I got exposed to people who were very high performing mm. and came from very well off backgrounds and I learned how they think and how to think more like that so that way I could better improve myself but so you, do you think that's the case for sororities though like I, I still don't get no it's not like, the case for sororities because their dues are two to three thousand dollars a semester which is not what like anybody can coming from like a humble background can afford but like like when I see it like again you can't party when I the one that my ex was in she didn't like it was like oh you're supposed to be like these are all your sisters and then she didn't like anybody who was in it so it's like yeah that's the other thing dude is like (laughs) like it's clicky within itself not everybody's yeah girls are so clicky dude like uh, even now my fraternity's gotten clicky really clicky I don't like it like um Uh, like if I'm going out I'm usually hanging out with kids from other fraternities because like Mm. they're more down to earth and like humble and don't really give a shit about like what you're doing or who you're like friends with and so what your social status is because I think that's the most annoying shit ever but what is that like I'm just trying to see like why besides like the I think the um Maybe there's a level of status, or at least yeah, status they think they get. Yeah, there's they a level of status, um, but like also like a lot of them, a lot of their family members were in fr- uh, were in fraternities or sororities. So Greek life has a really big draw for them. But besides that, like, why, why, why would these, why do these people do this? Like, I don't you, understand. Uh, I, I don't. You, you, you get plugged into a very big social network. A lot, if you think about it, a lot of the girls that do join sororities were like the popular kids in high school. Yeah, Greek life could be very well described as like high school all over again. That's I I, I don't know if it was you, but it's like all the kids who liked high school, so they just want to do that again. Yeah, like yeah, it's 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 it, yeah. That's one that's one lens that you could look through it. I like I'm very much in the minority and by myself where I like actually took I actually took this opportunity as like a chance to grow myself. But I'm just trying to understand, like, what what is the broad concept of it? Like, what do we do with this moving forward? What do we do with what do we do with sororities? Like, do we keep them around? Like, it I mean, doesn't yeah, seem to you be should, I mean, from an equality anybody. standpoint, you should like keep them around because, like, you have fraternities. Why shouldn't sororities be allowed to exist? Like, uh, okay. The other thing is with sororities, their nationals are a lot more stricter on risk management. But like, and like, they're, know, they're a yeah. lot. They're a lot more regulated by the school because specifically UCF. Excuse me. Um, all of their houses are on campus, which lets the administration control them. Because mm-hmm. if they're like, all right, if you break the store, we're taking your house, we're pulling your charter, mm-hmm. all of this, and like they can't really do anything. That's why. Whereas if you're off campus, um, you have a lot more freedom. But again, like, but that's not you know, like okay, you keep them around because boys have clubs. But it's like, okay, like fine. But I'm just saying, like, I'm why? I'm not in a story, so I can't speak to that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't like I don't to answer your question. Like that's a good point, but like, um, I mean they're good to have around uh, from a like the uh, personal development standpoint from like female perspective is also there though. Mm. Um, like you have the people who go 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 on exec boards and sororities are significantly larger than fraternities. Mm-hmm. Like our chapter is at around ninety guys right now. The sororities around one sixty. It's a lot more people you have to maintain. There's a lot more positions and there's a lot more standards that they're required to uphold mm-hmm. by their individual chapter. Mm. If that makes sense. No, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting yeah. point. Because I've never... Yeah, I, I would figure like fraternities would be larger. Yeah, like, there's a lot more rules that they have to follow. The reason why they... Uh, like a lot of girls hate, like follow... They have to follow so many rules and stuff because they're in place to like um, stop them from like 
going off the chain. It's also weird their um, like introduction is <laughs> their introduction is within like the school. Like before you come to school, your first week freshman yeah, year. I would never go through something like, like that, regu- that, that, regulated, dude. That's that's but like they, that's don't, their have, only they don't have like a recruitment prop. That's their hell week. Yeah. That's their type B is, dude, you like, dude, I had friends that went through that stuff. I was like trying to help them out, but like they would come back every day and just ball their eyes out because I'm, I'm the, the stress is so high. And, and they're I'm just, paying for that. They're paying. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's like, what? Well, I don't, you know, yeah. obviously like there's reasons why I don't get it, but like, I just don't get it. You know? Yeah. I like, mean, I under, I under, I won't say I get it, but I understand it. Okay. If that makes sense, I get. Yeah, I guess that's, that's as close as we can really get. Here. Yeah. Um. But okay. <laughs> it is. It's, it is a very interesting thing. Like the the entire experience, though. Like, cause cause when I, when I was going through just like the pledge process, it was kind of like, oh, you want to find a place to party, and I didn't know that everybody parties. Yeah. Like, it was very interesting to be like, yeah, like it doesn't matter, like what major you are or whatever like yeah. everybody likes to drink like <laughs> yeah. talk to um, each other like <laughs> the other thing was like with joining your fraternity it exposed me to so many different so much different stuff like um people from different backgrounds and stuff like i last year i went on spring break to miami i'd never been to miami before i didn't know what that like whole like, like the party life down there was like mm-hmm. and like doing all of that stuff like i was like holy shit this is crazy you guys grew up doing this like taking out boats every weekend mm-hmm. and getting like vip at these clubs you guys weren't even 21 this is crazy and they like no people like you're able to like i like for me a big thing in my life is being able to have new experiences and being able to understand people from different backgrounds mm-hmm. um like get more i i mean this would be a really cringing way of saying it but like to get more culturally in tune with different types of people uh love the culture <laughs> <laughs> um but like it let me understand that and you get exposed to like people doing different like business opportunities and stuff or different ways of thinking like you have people from like different majors and stuff like my little computer science major and he i'm like looking into learning code right now so i'm gonna ask him a few questions and stuff and like i have um for me uh you're able to develop like families or fams mm-hmm. and you can take like girl littles like little sisters so I have three of them and they take littles and stuff and like I'm the patriarch of like a 22 person family tree <laughs> that's a really interesting yeah that's a weird thing too I didn't even know about that until I got like I mean I'm in. friends with everybody in it and like a lot of them are friends with each other some of the like newer people don't really know like everybody but like personally I fucking love it <laughs> um because like I always have like friends everywhere I go like is it so what is the what is the point of the the littles um that comes more back to like the family values thing you can act as a mentor to them mm-hmm. and stuff um it gives you like a friend to in the fraternity uh, you have a family line that you can maintain it. Mm-hmm. and you're um, like okay yeah i can go to this person if i have a problem yeah and it like it creates a sort of bond although it's very hit or miss with a lot of people mm. like because you just decided during like that six week process where like the person that they may have like actually been a better pick for them had too much shit going on mm. and couldn't really like get to know them and stuff so they get stuck with someone that like wasn't necessarily a great fit and they don't really talk to them anymore i definitely yeah no like again people i know who had like their bigs but then like it was their big but then somebody else lost their big so then they ended up taking my friend big and it was like uh like yeah like my like my big disappeared after like my second semester as a brother halfway through he just like dipped out he was like he like called me he was like i'm not gonna be active anymore i was like are you sure he's like yeah because a bunch of stuff happened 
but he just like left and I never heard from him again. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. cool. That's it. And I just never wanted to have that happen for my little. Can you go up for adoption? Like <laughs> um, get a new big? Yeah, I kind of wanted to, but all those guys graduated. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think it, it's kind of like Dunzo. Um, fuck. So what yeah. would you say, like, like your college experience overall? Like, what would you recommend to the kids? Like, um, join a fraternity. Being a general member is definitely the way to go, though. Um, like, get involved a little bit. Don't, but don't get like. Su- I got way too deep involved when I could have been doing other shit. Um, but like, it was something that I enjoyed. It knocked some. It knocked off um, a childhood goal of mine, which is to become a leader of a big group of organization and gain respect mm-hmm. between a lot large amount of people and stuff. Um, which was something that like I wanted like it fulfilled that for me. It fulfilled a variety of needs for me. Um, like I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to go to South America if I didn't join the fraternity. Like I wouldn't be driving the car that I have now if I didn't join the fraternity. Like, like because when I was printing T-shirts, I was selling them to fraternities. Oh, so you would print them their T-shirts? Yeah, because I because I had I was friends with everybody on all the exec boards and stuff, and I was just like the T-shirt guy. Oh, yeah, Tucker hook us up. Yeah, no, literally. Um, so like it provided a lot of benefit for me. Um, but I wish I took a step back a little bit, and it was something that I fed into uh, a little too much. Um, but definitely like, get involved. Uh, fraternity is not for fraternity life isn't for everybody. Um, figure just figure out where you think you would fit best at and just go all out with it. I mean, setting but setting aside like the whole fraternity life, just college in general. What would you say? Like, well, um, I wouldn't say I've done college the best, but I didn't do it the worst. I mean, you did. You're going to graduate. Yeah, right? so that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Not I took, in, in interdisciplinary studies. Yeah, I mean, I'm way. doing accounting and finance. I'm doing an accounting minor, which is like great. Um, and like I did try to get a cs minor for a little bit but i was just like this isn't what i'm trying to get a cs minor for Mm. or the stuff they were teaching me wasn't necessarily why i wanted it so i just stopped but like i messed around a lot i tried to figure out what i was interested in because i didn't do a lot of research beforehand Mm. um but like join clubs figure out what you're interested get involved meet people don't through college just being by yourself in your friend group of like four people Mm. um and just like talk to people don't get super involved into like the whole nightlife thing because it'll like I have friends who have been bartenders and I've just watched their lives fall apart um really like bartending's not the move like no the- it's good money but like for a lot of people it the year it just kind of consumes them they just stick them into like this uh, the nightlife um job industry which is like fun I've worked in it I've been a bar back downtown before but it just it's very it hinders your professional career. How? Why? You respect because uh, drugs are a really big thing in nightlife. So you'll like be out working and you'll get off shift at like 4 a.m. and you're like coked out to stay awake. And you the next morning you just can't get up for class and you start missing assignments and you just hate your fucking life and then you eventually drop out. Holy shit! Okay, that's a. <laughs> I've seen that happen. I mean, I feel like that's it, like just a coke thing though. Like, isn't like. Yeah, I mean, there are ways to sustainably do it, but you can't get too caught up in it. And, like, like you have to under, you have to know, you have to realize when the right time is to exit. Have you had a lot of people you know, like, get messed up with coke and just, like, fucking just go off the rails? Yeah, yeah, I don't, that's part of the reason why I don't do drugs. Like, I feel like coke is, like, that shit's scary as fuck. Yeah. 
like and it's so expensive too yeah but like i would just know people and like you're just like holy shit like yeah it, like it, like it's like I, I yeah i don't really fuck around with drugs just because like it fucks up your mind yeah yeah I mean, it, it, like, I remember in high school, like, I went to a party and some kid pulled out a bag of coke. And I was Dude, just like, the first time what? that happened in high school, I saw that. I was like, holy fucking shit, is that cocaine? Oh, my God, I've only seen that in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, how do you get, like, who would sell this to a high schooler? Like, yeah, who? Someone who probably thought it was funny. Who do you, yeah. <laughs> like, who do you know? I like, mean, if I was a coke dealer and some, like, 16-year-old was like, yo, I want some coke. Yeah. I think, yo, this is actually hilarious. Yeah, bro. <laughs> just record as much you as want you want a discount, can. dude? Yeah, bro. <laughs> but it's just like, to me, I'm just looking at I'm like, you know you are fucking your brain up, right? And you're 16. They're like, nah, man, I'm cool. It's whatever. Like, I'm the only guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I can't, like, this is, again, where I, like, differ from the crowd. Like, I, I have a very big drive to, like, make something of myself. So, like shit doesn't repeat itself from your so, sasuke moment yeah from your what <laughs> from like your your childhood yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so like that's what part of what really drives me is like i know that i, I have goals i don't want to achieve and i know that's not going to help me so i just don't do it so have you found that like like when you're doing an assignment or something like that and you want to quit like is that what you think about like you think about your past and you're like oh fuck like i can't let this happen um or, I just, yeah i just told myself that like hey this isn't the right like i i don't go through all of that because that's just brings in a lot of emotions and stuff that i really don't want to think about mm. um but i'm just like you need to do this this is for your future just keep going it'll be over soon right and, 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 and yeah and then i just push through it and you're just like all right just keep going just keep doing yeah. and then boop 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 and there you are yeah like, you've done like it. like it's like I'll, my family will call me they're like what are you doing i'm just like I, well i spent 12 hours in the library yesterday i'm in the library for 10 hours today. they're like i have an exam tomorrow they're like i don't know how you do it i'll, I'll be like i'm like yeah i don't know i just want to like get this over with <laughs> are you studying for like 100% of that time because like I don't know how no, you I'm not I'm gonna be honest I'm not studying for 100% of the time but I can't study at home because I won't get anything done I um, definitely feel it. like location matters yeah like I won't like I'll be checking my phone occasionally like mm -hmm. if I'm really like just exhausted mentally I'll like go and play again with my laptop for like half an hour and then get back to it okay um because you need those like breaks because like yeah. no when you're at your actual nine to five job you're not getting work done the entire time that's something very interesting that i've i've heard and it's like really like you don't work the whole time like what like how yeah. chill is it like you're just like yeah you know we're just hanging out for a little bit and then we'll get back to work you know doing stuff yeah i mean i spend a lot of my time in the training lab and there's like a nice little community of like 10 to 12 people that are always in there um so i'll walk in and we'll like we'll be like getting work done but we'll just be like bullshitting with like what's going on in markets or we'll be like making fun of integrated business kids and stuff or, <laughs> or, or like we'll just be like or, like like gary some of them they like to make fun of the company that i worked for last summer <laughs> i mean yeah it's a very interesting thing though like like learning how to get work done you yeah know, like like I, you always see those videos and people are like yeah using the library and, you know he's just reading the books and he's doing it and like the, like that's not how people work no. like I can't see myself doing that no I just, I just like I just clear my schedule I'm like alright I don't need to be anywhere I have this assignment coming up um what am I doing today absolutely nothing um nobody's doing anything interesting let's go to the library and knock some stuff out I just boom 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 yeah you just have to make the decision to go do it. 
I don't know because I, I find myself like I, I it'll be like oh I need to get something done and going to the library is definitely like yeah like that totally changes shit but like I definitely see myself with like YouTube or something like that like I'll watch YouTube videos for hours and like not even notice that the time has gone by yeah um, it just eats you up like yeah it's weird yeah like I don't know um I will say five yens is one hell of a drug though yeah I don't know that's something that I've been like you know those kind of stimulants like it's tempting you know like there's like an Adderall shortage yeah that's why I'm a 5 in 6th grade (laughs) I I mean to be fair I've had it since I was in 6th grade grade because I have really bad ADHD Mm -hmm. so like it really like helps me like focus and like even although I'm starting to wean off it a little bit because like I'm able to get shit done even when I'm like not Mm -hmm. on it but if I like haven't been taking it for a while and I like try to sit down in one place and like crank out Excel spreadsheets and like doing pivot tables and stuff I just can't focus dude I'm just like I don't want to be here and then I just get up and leave I mean is this something where like even if you're not on the like you're on the dose like is there a residual effect or like like you'll feel the effect for the next two to three days really Um, like for me at least yeah um like i'll take it and then the next day i'll wake up i'll like go be like chilling although i won't be super wired i'll still be have enough focus left to like keep going sure i mean i i to me it's um like right i always figure it's just you take the pill and then it's just you know time to time to study hard uh, and I think that's like the general perception of it is like I need to study. Let's go get my buddy has an Adderall prescription. Let's go get a couple pills yeah, and study for it the up. People that like for all the kids that were like normal, um, all the kids. <laughs> it's just like yeah, okay, dude. I mean, you, if you it, if you had the right mentality, you wouldn't need a fucking vitamins. I mean, I you, wouldn't, you wouldn't need that. But. No, you don't need it. But like, I mean, for one, like we could definitely find Adderall today uh, like on a college oh, campus yeah 100 like it's not like it's not it's hard everywhere. at all it's dude ev- i told my grandma she was like how would how you like your prescription like are you thinking it off after you actually i was like, no i'm probably gonna still stay on and then i like told her about the whole like how people are constantly like buying and selling it and how it was like she was she's like very like ultra conservative religious mm. she was like oh my gosh <laughs> I mean, it is like it is. I know it's like, a, no, like it's, it's like no, it's like no, it's like it's like this. But it, like the thing is, it's a productive one though, because it generates a positive effect versus like cocaine. Yeah, which is hindering like productivity. Like I, you don't think you could get like the same stuff? Like you haven't. I guess cocaine's not known as a study drug. But, no. Like, do you think it could be done? Like, you think somebody could could snort a line and then start studying their ass off? Yeah. Wait, what? Sorry, like, my, my sister's coming into town. Do you think somebody could, like, snort a line and then start studying? Like, is that possible? I like, mean, I'm sh- sure people have done it. But, like, I don't Would know. I do it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you ever wonder that it's had, like, a like a permanent effect on your brain or anything like that? Um, Sometimes I do wonder that because I find myself being very objective. A lot of people describe me as very blunt as a person. Um, I would say it, it, you don't, you don't get emotional. You lose your emotional touch to things. Really? You're just like a machine. Yeah. You just go, go, go. And then you're done. Like get the work done, get the next work done. Like, yeah. 
you, because you, you stop getting like you don't get hungry when you're on Adderall like or so you feel minutes, like a definite per- suppression yeah it, yeah it suppresses your appetite um, you don't really care about like what's going on outside of like just getting work done you're like in a bubble have you ever gotten like stuck like one, one of my buddies said that he did it he took like a big old pill of Adderall and then he just got stuck watching anime all night long because he couldn't um I don't really get stuck to watch it like if I'm watching something and I'm on like that shit I'm just I, I can't do it I can't I can't watch stuff I can't like I have to be doing something with my brain I can't just be absorbing information like mm-hmm. The one I will get stuck uh, if I'm like the way I get stuck is like I like to play RTSs like I don't like playing like first person shooters and stuff like I have to play strategy games so like if I get stuck playing like Civ or mm-hmm. something I will play Civ like there was one time where like I was studying at TA during COVID because like no one was on campus and TA was like the only building open where I couldn't get harassed by people telling me to constantly put on my mask there's one time I like was like studying I would like stopped at like 10 and then I put on Civ and I was there I out at TA until like 4.30 in the morning. Holy shit. He just grinding. Yeah, I was just, just playing Civ. I was just like, that city, I want that fucking city. I'm going to take your fucking capital. I was I like, I like, fuck the, yeah, like the morning cleaning people came and I was like, oh fuck, I need to leave. Oh my God. So, but getting stuck is definitely a real yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. Like that's so, that's so interesting. Like it is like a magnet. Cause my buddy was like, yeah, if you, you got to make sure you're in the right place. Yeah. You'll get stuck on something you don't want to get stuck on and you're done. Like yeah. you, you can't, you you know that's why i like studying with people because like if i ever like try to get sidetracked or i'll put on like civ or something like every every time i play civ and i'm like around people are like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) no one plays civ no i'm no like it doesn't like i've heard of civ but i've never actually like civilization yeah yeah but it's like no it's definitely a lower not a lower tier but you know what i mean not as popular yeah um Oh fuck, bro! I don't like. Do you think it like? Is there a better way to do it? Like, do you think it's good that people have to study like that? Like, is it? I don't know any other way around I it. Mean, like, you do it. It's just shit that you gotta do. You just gotta do it. Just get it. Get it over. You just done. gotta grind it out. I mean, that's where like work ethic. Work ethic comes in. Do you think you have like a like compared to people, other people's work ethic that you've seen? Like, you you would say you have a better one. Yeah. Like what? when it comes to analytical work, yes. What do you mean? Um, like there's different type, like like there's different types of work. Like you have analytical work where you're sitting on a computer cranking out Excel's and like PowerPoints and like pitch decks and stuff. And then you have a different type of work where you're like exercising and stuff. And you have like in sales, like sales job that I do, you have to have the mental uh, work ethic to like keep pushing yourself, keep knocking more doors, and keep talking more to people, and just taking on more rejection. Like there's different types of work ethic. I would say when it comes to like studying and building the analytical skill self set, skill set and trying to figure out complicated problems like, hey, why isn't this formula working? Mm. And like trying to find workarounds, I would say I have a stronger work ethic than most people. Have you like ever tried doing sales while you were on Vivance? Like, yeah, it does, yeah, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't, yeah, because you have, you have like the sales that I work in business to business. It would probably help, but um, with the sales that I do, it's very personal. It's very impulse buying, mm-hmm. and you have to be very like you have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to feel that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Going back to earlier when I was like, yeah, Vivance kind of takes out the emotional <laughs> part of it. Like, it doesn't help me. I I just turned into this fucking robot, and I, and I, like no one wants to talk to me, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna fuck myself <laughs> you're like buy it you're not gonna buy it all right next person Let's yeah go. Uh, yeah i mean you have to you have to do that even when you're like not on my hands but like it, it, it just makes people less receptive to you have you like do you think your experience with sales has gotten like you better with girls like is that a i mean i have a girlfriend now so <laughs> i mean yeah but you know previously. i mean, it, I mean it, yeah. yes 
I would say. Because I've talked about it with my buddy previously, because I was... You, did you ever do, like, the Boy Scout popcorn? Oh, dude. Yeah. I was a fucking menace with that shit. Right. Like, I was in, like, second grade. My mom was like, yeah, dude, there was one time where you were selling it where, like, you just blocked the public's exit and you just had everybody line up and you would just, like, keep going with them until they bought some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember, like, I was telling them, like... I would I would have a line yeah. where it was just like yeah. you say the same thing and like people just completely ignore you like they they'll act like you're not oh, even no. there. Oh no, I would like get in front of their cart and like talk to them. <sighs> oh, and there was like a line going through like the public. So you you like push. You're, yeah. you're not even like oh they're on their phone like that's fine. Like you're like no hey fuck face like yeah. come buy the shit. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was in second grade. I didn't know. I didn't care. I didn't know people had like jobs and families they had to get back to. I was just like I'm gonna they're gonna buy this fucking popcorn. They're gonna buy the shit out of it. They're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was definitely something where, like, you you don't even get, like, uh, like, because I think per- some people have it, like, it's personal almost. Like, yeah. oh, you're not going to buy it? Like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Whereas that- you go into, like, they're just an asshole. Like, next person. Like, yeah. We don't need to think yeah. about that. Like, we just got to go and get until somebody actually, like, bites. And yeah. Sell the fucking popcorn to them. You just need to find someone that's cool. I mean, I don't know about cool. Like, well, like, with popcorn, right it's different. But, like, with my line, with, like, my sales job now, it's just, like, you have to knock so many doors until you find someone that's, like, cool. And they're like, yeah, I think I'll buy that. That's a pretty yeah. chill thing. Yeah. I figured it'd be more people are like, uh-huh. People actually don't buy it unless they really like you. Interesting. So it's, it's more about you than it is about the product. Yes. We, I mean, I've definitely felt like that obligation. Because business to business is like, I mean, they can like you and stuff. They can not like you and still buy the product. Yeah. Um, doing like direct to home sales is like, they have to like you. But like, but they're not going to buy it even if they don't like you. What? Like, like no, they no, don't like no. you, but they think like, oh, I do need this. Like, okay, fine. Like if you're selling knives, they're like, well, I do need to cut up fruit. No, if you they know, don't like you, they're not going to buy it from Like, you. I'll buy knives from somebody else. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't need this fucking schmuck. Yeah. And that's interesting. So, like, have you found yourself where it's, like, you kind of bullshit to become more likable? Like, yes. how, do, how do you how do you become more likable? What do you do to these? Um, you have to kind of mold your... It's really weird. That's why I want to start doing the analytical work, because I'm just... It feels fake to me. Just sell your soul. Oh, you have such nice shoes. Like, oh, no. no, it's not even... Like, I mean, yeah, you're literally, like, like dude... Um, like with old people it's really like re- weird because old people don't like talking to you but like if you get into a house with an old person you have to like act like they're grandchildren oh you have to like no like it sounds super creepy can i have a cookie like, no <laughs> like i was in the house with this lady for like three hours like talking about her grandchildren talking about what i do she and she before she was like the only reason i'm getting this is because i look at you like a grandson and i was like oh okay <laughs> and that was before like and that's when it clicked i was like damn i really need to act like someone's grandchildren when i'm like talking with like elderly people so what like how does what does that mean you know like, like you're like you like you, they usually have photos of family on the wall you're like mm-hmm. oh is this your family? And they're like, yeah. Uh, and they're, they'll, then they'll start talking about them. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I, and then you like piggyback off of like some of that their grandchildren's doing. You're like, like, I went to school too. That's crazy. You're like, like, you're like, yeah, go to UCF. Oh, your grandson's studying uh, accounting. Cool. I'm like doing a minor in that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, that's re- that's really good. I know they work for they're getting their CPA. They like work for a really good. Yeah, that's actually what I'm doing right now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and you, like they like to talk because they're well, like they're lonely yeah um yeah you just kind of like 
it's really weird i don't like not manipulate them yeah i don't manipulating really. old people tucker what <laughs> well no you even do that with like families and stuff but it's oh okay uh, that's uh, good <laughs> like i might no, like, people manipulate do that with families, everybody but like it's fine but like i like i i don't really like do, i don't really sell to families just because i don't come from like a good, i don't understand the family dynamic very well so like i really only sell people who live by themselves mm. And you okay. So that's interesting. Just only because of relatability. Like that's such a weird thing to me. Like it's because it's all, of the relatability. It also has to do with there's one decision maker and like they don't have to share a decision. I don't understand how husbands and wives negotiate and like that kind of dynamic. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. That does make things more complicated. But I don't. I feel like if anything, that's you know like there's more options for weakness when you have them. You know, when you have two people, you're like, okay, one of these people, I can, like, find a little chink in their armor and start to, like, break yeah, open and but get like, inside it, their you have to you have to get both of them on the same page. Mm. And they're two different people. And they both respect each other more than they respect you. That's, yeah, that would, and I, that would be weird, too, getting into somebody's, like, if they're having a problem. It's a hard right? job, dude. It's a, but, like, the thing is, it, like, shows, like, on the it, on my resume, um, it's one of the first things that people point out. They're like, wow, you did this? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, that's really tough. And I was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> but, like, it's something that your average, like, it's supposed to be a part because it's something that your average finance student who has primarily been working on Excel models and following markets their whole lives doesn't know how to do. They don't know how to sell people. Yeah. They don't know. And, like, it's even skills. It's a transferable skill because, like, when I was at a, a recruiting event for a big bank, I'm, like, talking. They had, like, all these different departments in there because they're making a really big office expansion. I'm, like, going around to different departments. I'm, like, yeah, Jane. Uh, hey, what's up? Um, I'm insert random name here. I'm be, like, hey, um, who's that person I talked to? I don't know. Let's just say, hey, um. Bob. Hey Bob, I was talking with James. He said that you were the dude. He, he said that you were the man around here. And they're like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I heard that you do like um, you work with margin or something like that." Mm. They're like, "Yeah, I do." I was like, "Oh, really? Cool." Yeah, I told James I was interested in that, and he like pointed me over to you. Even if they didn't point you point them over, to yeah, you, so you just make up shit. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> You're like, oh, you're the the freaking guy, and they're like, yeah, maybe I am the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like because when you're on the doors, it, like you're just like, hey, what's up? My name's Tucker. Um, I was talking with Shelly over there. Um, she said that the house with the right jeep with a white jeep. Uh, they're pretty cool. Your kids play together, play with each other together and stuff. And you just like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Huh. It is a very interesting because, like, of course, yeah, it is an extremely useful skill. Like, I don't know, saying manipulation. Manipulation is the wrong word, but it's knowing how to sell people, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, just sort of convincing people. Like, if yeah. anything, it's something you need to do as like a lawyer, or you need to do just obviously just any kind of business. If you're trying yeah. to get somebody to do something, how do you get them to do something? Like, yeah, and the other thing is it trans, especially from a like recruiting standpoint and stuff, it transitions um, the conversation from being like straight business to more of a conversation tone. What do you mean? Like, oh, I work at insert bank name here. I make sure that all the clients are within their margin capabilities. Um, I manage a team below me. Uh, who make sure uh, who do um, asset selection for our various clients mm-hmm. 
and you're just talking about the jobs that they do and you're like, oh, well, I'm really interested in this. I'm learning Microsoft Excel right now. I'm getting my Bloomberg market certifications. I'm currently studying for my SIE where it's very serious and it's very boring. It's conversation that that person's had with every single person there. Mm. It's different because they take it because people will um, may forget what you say and stuff, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely I because that's something I've definitely experienced just trying to get a job now. Mm-hmm. I can feel when like even if you have the qualifications, it's like you know because you submit a, however many resumes yeah. it's not about the resumes it's like you got to go and find somebody where you can talk to them yes and get them to like you yeah and then it's like oh like i can tell when it's like oh if i have a little bit of a back and forth and there's like a yeah. little bit of a joke it's like oh okay this guy yeah i kind of like this guy i like eric even though you know it's not even about the qualifications they don't really care because that's not really what like because huh, it's weird how people aren't nearly as analytic as as people would assume. Yeah, like you know, like economists are like people make the best decisions financially that they can, and then no, like that's you not think true. that's it's like, have true. you ever met a person? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it, it like that. I don't know. It really it helped me. It, like I'm happy I did it. Number one, it helped me do something that I was been wanting to do since I was a kid. Number two, it gave me a big skill set mm. uh, that I like had to learn and I had to power through so much rejection and stuff do stuff that like because like with the reps that go on um for my company for summer half of them don't make it through the summer they either quit they get quoted out because they're not selling or they just give up so like and then they just send them home yeah like like, like so what like were you bad at first and then you got good no i like i i mean i've always been kind of a per- i've always been a uh personable mm-hmm. so and i'm always i've very well-rounded mm-hmm. so any task that is given i will always be able to do a decent job at it mm-hmm. um but be, as far as being able to excel that takes a lot of work for me mm-hmm. it takes me on average like twice as long as everybody else you mean to like do well yeah okay okay i thought you were talking like program no it takes no it takes me like twice as long so after what that's why i'm spending so much time in the library because i have to work twice as hard as everyone else to be able to achieve that achieve that same level of out- output mm. So I was, I've kind of maintained my same, the same level that I was when I started. So you just always been like in the grind set, like, like yeah. it's nothing new to you. Yeah. Like you're not, you weren't talented before. And then now you got to turn into somebody who, yeah, who I, works hard. I wouldn't say I wasn't talented. I just didn't suck. Right. But it wasn't like, oh, I've never had to do anything. Now I have to do some shit. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've always had to do at least something. Yeah. And now it's just becoming, depending on like what you're doing, you have to do more or less. Yeah. Hmm. If that does that make sense? No, yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah, that's this seems like how it goes. Sometimes yeah. you do have to do well because I think that's um that's definitely something that you see like just in school in general. Like, there's a lot of kids who are they're very smart, but they never study. Yeah. And then they end up not doing very well. Whereas there's the kids who have always had to study. Yeah. And so they know how to study. And so when the you know when the smart kid finally gets to the point where like oh th- this isn't going to get you all the way yeah you have to study they don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah versus somebody's always been working they're like yeah no this is just the same shit like i've been working yeah is knowing how to work rather yeah than knowing just being smart it's yeah like, it, yeah it's like very big character development like rather than relying on your just like quote-unquote talent like people say you're like oh you're talented in this rather than just relying on like your natural skill set and stuff you have to actually work mm. And, like, that takes a different type of mentality. So when did you first learn how to work, do you think? 
Um, high school. Like, I didn't like I all of my friends were working at Panera. I was like, I need to go get a job. I'm starting to have expenses. I want to be able to like get a, have a car and maintain it and stuff. And I like had friends that were working at Panera, and they fucking hated their lives. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I took my Christmas money that year and I started buying products from China, shipping them over and selling them on eBay. Oh, you did drop shipping? You did. No, 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 no. It wasn't was drop it? shipping because I wasn't shipping it directly from the supplier to the customer. I was I was the intermediate point mm-hmm. because drop shipping took too long. I didn't have the amount of capital to sustain it and stuff. Oh. Um, but I just didn't want to work at Panera. And like, but my parents made me work at Panera for three months because they didn't think I would be able to do it. And yeah, I hated it. I've never heard anything good about working at Panera. I was literally like, I, like I would literally be at work and it would be so slow and I'd have like assignments due and I would have shit that I knew I needed to do. That was more important than the work that I was doing. So I would literally go out to my car and pull out my laptop and just start doing homework at the back or like studying and running through problems. And they're just like, whatever. Yeah. It's bread. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because everybody, did, I, like I was looking at it and I'm like, I don't, I'm not getting paid enough to give a shit about this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. People in the study room. <laughs> Are there people in the study room? I mean, I don't. They're just in the general. I, don't, I saw somebody walking past. Ah, the, the compound's awakening. The compound's awakening. Yeah, it's what is it? It's two forty-six. That's time everybody wakes up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Around here, yeah. It, dude, it was so weird living here. I'd like wake up at like nine a.m. to like go to the library, and I'd walk out, and there would be still be people up from the night before. And I would just like walk, I would sure. walk in for like five minutes, be like, hey, 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 <laughs> and then like I would have seen them last night before I went to bed, and I'd wake up, and they're still awake. I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? That's a college dude. Fuck. Like, I did that maybe twice freshman year and I was just like this is horrible I'm never doing this again <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm like worried about leaving it it's like I don't know if I can go into the 9 to 5 schedule like that leave. scares me I want to leave I want the stability I want the money I want to be able to have like an actual life and be able to start building up like capital <laughs> that's very mature of you I don't know <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't know I still want to be able to do whatever I want I've, I don't want a boss I have overstayed my welcome here <laughs> I mean yeah, I, I definitely get the sense, like, it, especially leaving UCF, like, it's kind of like you're not special. Like, like yeah. And I remember all through graduation in my head, I was just like, now you gotta run. Like, nobody gives a fuck about you. Yeah. Like, you need to do something or die. Nobody cares. Like, nobody gives <laughs> yeah. a fuck about you. Like, yeah. I, I just in my head, just run, run. Like, I was looking at all the, like, the, oh, there's a class president. And, like, it was like the, the like, PhDs coming yeah. up. And it's like, nobody gives it, like, you're here, but nobody knows you're here. Nobody cares that you're yeah. here. Like, oh, you got a degree? Whoop de do. Like, so yeah. did the other 4,000 people yeah. in this room. Like, move along. Yeah. Kid. And, like, the big thing that I'm trying to do is, like, a lot of some of the finance students that are, like, trying to get recruited right now that I'm, like, talking with, they're not going to get a job. Like, they don't know enough. Like, they're not so in tune. Like, I was talking with people. Like, I was talking, like, you know how you're, you're like, okay, you're using all of these abbreviations and stuff. I don't mm. know what they mean. I'm, like, using them with, like, other finance students. They, like, have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, was just like, what? How do you not know that PE stands for private equity? I, I was just like, do you never like? Have you never like looked into like what your actual like degrees are and stuff? Like, or like they like they don't know how to construct uh, DCF, which is discounted cash flows. Like, like, is it something that's outside of class though? Like, you don't think class does enough to actually educate? No, class you? doesn't do enough to educate you. You have to go out on your own and like do it yourself so what, what, like what would you do though like if you're if you're trying to like understand finance like learn um, finance 
like you number one like you can uh, the easy way to start is like by really reading the financial news trying to understand what's going on you hear certain you would read certain terms in there mm. and you go and google them what is what from is like a best? wall street journal from like a wall street journal or called read through something about like interest rates rising and central banks like raising rates mm. and like they throw a lot of terms in there and you like durations and stuff like that mm. and you have to go through google that term and then try to understand it watch a youtube video on it so that way you can get a basic understanding because they'll talk about it in class but they're just like class they don't really expand on it all that much they mm-hmm. just kind of exp- they just kind of explain like the mathematical implication of it and you're like how the fuck what does this mean how the fuck do i apply this to like real life what do you think about like the current finance of the world like are we fucked like yeah, we're fucked on? we're <laughs> fucked a long story short yeah dude you can't print that kind of money and not expect anything bad to happen what do you mean the u.s can print unlimited money like that's the uh, yeah, isn't so- that how it works i thought that's like you know u.s debt who cares they can run it up you I know mean, yeah they can run it up but at a certain point it's going to collapse and like you can already see the cracks happening with all the recent bank collapses and stuff like you can't just keep raising interest rates to a level that hasn't been seen since the 1970s and 60s 70s and not expect anything bad to happen do you think somebody else is going to supplant the u.s as like the reserve currency yeah yeah you think China's coming in? Yeah. RMB for days? Yeah. There, like, there's so much... Like, I don't know if it's going to be China or the Euro, but there's so much gross incompetence in the Fed right now and the government that I don't think we're going to be able to sustain it. You really think that... The Euro, though? I wouldn't think that the Euro would come in and... Yeah, I, I would say that the Euro would be the next world's next most biggest uh, reserve currency. Why? Like, um, it's... it's Number one, it's that uh, Europe and America are considered the two most advanced economies in the world. Mm. And the Euro... The that's number two. So, like, your the euro cover the eurozone covers all of those countries, hmm. and it's the next biggest currency by like valuation or like market cap. Really? Because I would think like to me, it's the natural sort of successor. Like, it went from it went from the pound to the dollar, and now it's going to be to the next. It's, yeah, I mean, it's always been, the euro's China. always been the euro's always been more valuable than the dollar. Yeah, I mean, more valuable. Yeah, but, but like, like in terms of like actual usage and stuff, like. All the oil contracts that are written, like all the um, futures and swaps and stuff, dollars. yeah, they're all in dollars. So that means that people have to keep using dollars. That's cha- that's going to change because China is courting Saudi Arabia and OPEC to begin using yuan. Yeah. So yeah, I saw they they arranged some deal in between Iran and, and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Although I don't know how like I heard there was some instability going on with that deal, but still like yeah, it's better than what we're doing, which is jack shit. Yeah. Like the, the how that agreement started was Saudi Arabia wanted U.S. weapons, and we didn't want yeah. to. We needed a trade off because we didn't really want to give them the weapons, and we were like, well, wait, we can make our um, dollar more stronger if we they have to write oil contracts in the dollar that would increase its usage and maintain a more stable exchange rate but now are we we're not giving them the weapons so they're going to switch over no they're still getting weapons they're just being they're just being some little sussy boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah i heard they wouldn't even like take biden's phone calls and shit like that i mean biden kind of sucks at foreign policy yeah. <laughs> i mean i know trump was like definitely buddy buddies with them like the they the prince like gave a bunch of money to to like Jared Kushner and shit like yeah. that for like no reason. Yeah. Well, for a reason, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, you can't start off by saying, "Oh, Saudi Arabia, we're not going to be friends with them. We have they have egregious human rights violations." Well, this is fair. They do. Yeah. But everybody does. Like, but they, yeah, yeah, <laughs> be cool, yeah. Man. And then and then go to them and be like. I need you to lower oil prices. They're gonna go fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like. 
how would you fix it, Tucker? How would you fix the global financial crisis? Number two, like I mean, <laughs> I mean, like personally, I don't think banks should be getting bailed out right now. Mm. But that's that. Like I was actually talking about this um, with a banker the other day. Um, we were talking about that. He was like, "It's so fucked that the banks are getting bailed out," and I'm like, "Yeah, it is." From a moral standpoint. It's 100%. They made their mistakes. They bought bonds that had high interest rates, rate risk and did nothing to like uh, hedge against it. But at the same time, the collapse, if you're just going to let all of these banks collapse, that shows that there's no integrity in the U.S. financial system and it's reducing the credibility of it and reliance like the um, perceived stability of it mm. so other countries are going to be scared to use it mm. so from like a political standpoint you kind of have to save them um, but like from a moral standpoint um, they mean, did something wrong they fucked up they should go under yeah it's just like business like if, yeah. if we are capitalists that's how it works yes. like you live and you die by it yeah but, ah, oh, fuck, that is interesting. So if they lose confidence... Well, I, I've always wondered, like, is it so bad if we're number two? Like, would it be the biggest deal if, we, if China takes over? In, yeah, in the US? Why? Hi. I mean, they're communists, first off. You know, communist. It's I not mean, even not communism. communism. It's like, it's pure, like, authorities. It's, it's like... Author- the worst of authoritarianism mixed with the worst of communism mixed in with trickles of capitalism in between, but it's all run by the government. I mean, I don't know if it's the worst of communism. Like, communist Russia was pretty bad. I mean, considering gulags. that they're committing genocide right now. I mean, Russia committed genocide on everybody, though. Like, their entire people yeah. got destroyed. Oh, and China used to committed a worse genocide before with their great step forward. Like, 50 so they've committed it twice. Double genocide. But now it's a very specific... Now it's on purpose. So it's better. Like No, I, I wouldn't say that it's better. I think it's I, I, like I think China's actually like um sorry to the Uyghurs out there. Yeah. No, I no, I think it's, it's absolutely horrible it what they're doing. Up. And like all the people who are buying like these cheap like working in the clothing industry, um, the apparel market, it was really hard trying to find sustainably sourced like material because like if you buy cotton that's or like shirts that say like made in China and stuff, mm-hmm. you, you it's cheaper than everything else and you can almost guarantee it was made with slave labor. How much cheaper is it? Like, is it it's like, like substantially cheaper, like fifty percent or something. Like, like over, that. like hundreds of percent cheaper. Oh, holy shit! Okay. Yeah, Damn, yeah. So, like, what? Because to me, like, it's in my mind, it's like, what does the U.S. do? Like, we don't make anything. We it's all like financial, and like we have like you know certain products that are like you know a lot of value adding processes, whatever. Like, if you're doing like Boeing or something like that, yeah. Really, like the, U- the U.S. Is a, yeah, the U.S. is a very big technology hub. But like, okay, you know, like. Fine, Which, we have Silicon Valley, but at the same time, it's like China has their own like Silicon Valley type shit. Like they don't need us. What are we making that nobody else makes? Like to me, it's like you know, China makes stuff. Like we do a lot of finance bullshit, and we yeah. we make we make some stuff, and then there's also like programs and stuff. But we're not the best. The US, with the, the U.S. economy is transformed from like a manufacturing base, like where you have like Rust Belt, which is like Ohio, yeah, and stuff. They've transformed into more of like a service industry base, like financial sector. A lot of people work in the finance sector. Yeah. It's you have the people who get the professional jobs working in research, engineering, finance, mm. and then you have uh, the people who are primarily working like just population sustainment jobs, like working like service industry jobs, yeah. Who, which it will always be in service because you need the service that needs of the population that are um, here, but they're not doing more complicated tasks. But I think, like to me, it's like if you like 
if you want to make some, if you want to make money, like compared to the rest of the world, you have to export something. And like we export grain and like agriculture and shit like that. But and also like gas. But like I mean, you China actually, make stuff and manufacture, so they yeah, make so money like off consum- that. Consumer goods, the U.S. doesn't really manufacture. Like all of that stuff comes from China. Like shirts that we're wearing, toys that we're playing with, even like cheap electronics. I mean, what we're recording on is probably pretty much probably made made in China. China, Yeah, (laughs) Um, like they have they're very big on the consumer manufacturing base. Like China's the only place in the world that currently manufactures subway cars. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The U.S. is more so focused on the technology standpoint. Like we're, I would say we're more advanced in our technology sector. Like developing like services that people are able to use. Like OpenAI is a U.S. company that's Mm -hmm. currently transforming like how people work, how people think, how people get assignments done, that kind of stuff. I don't know. See, like AI wise, I think China might be more advanced in certain respects just because of like their increased data set. Like I would say from a from a population control and military standpoint, I would say that they're more advanced. But that's because that's what they focus on is population population control and military. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, although the one thing that the U.S. does manufacture really good that a lot of people want are weapons. Mm. Yeah, but like I don't know. I would rather us have some other industry besides guns that we make for everybody. <laughs> you know, like we make cars too. Like, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, or something like I, I and we do make cars, but you, you know what I mean. Like, the, it, like what, to me, it seems like we made all our money and now we're kind of like shuffling it around and still making money. But it's not like we're making anything new that yeah. will accumulate us more money and that will like give us wealth later on. We're just our parents made a bunch of money. We're rich kids and we're just slowly spending the parents' money, kind of thing. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of statement going on um, as far as in respects to that. Um, yeah, like I mean, we created social media, but social media is fucking awful for yeah. you. Yeah, and the most popular social media app is Chinese. So, like in TikTok, I mean, China also has I mean, TikTok. TikTok's a horrible company. Oh you my know, God. like half of America uses TikTok. I religiously don't use TikTok. I mean, I don't use it on purpose, but we yeah. are definitely in the minority. With yeah, that. no, one hundred percent. Like, ask probably like, my anybody little sister in has here. TikTok, and I'm like, hey, you should really delete TikTok, and she's like. No, and I'm like, no, you're. It's literally draining your productivity. Another country is getting your data. And she's like, okay, and, and I'm like, <laughs> God, you don't. You, 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 it's made you so dumb. You don't understand the implications. I mean, I will say that, like, like it was a fair point. Like, yeah, we don't want China collecting our data, but at the same time, like, the U.S. is collecting the fuck out of all of our data. Yeah, like, it <laughs> is, but it's like, the, don't get me wrong. It's like, better. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's better, but because the U.S. there's not a social credit system in the U.S. yet. Yet. I mean, you know, it's. Very... I mean, who knows? Maybe fucking the libs will get their way. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. We should make ESG on everything. Tucker, what's your ESG score? What's your? Dude, I do. Oh, God, I hope ESG dies. Oh my God. That's not very S of you. We're gonna down <laughs> downgrade your score. Uh, but like, I don't like. I, I'm trying to figure out a way that, you know, you can try and keep the U.S. as the number one without, I don't like, without just destroying China. So the way it would be a very big societal transformation, because like after going abroad and stuff, it didn't really make me realize how good we have it in the U.S. Mm. That's not something that, you know, until you go out and leave on your own and you just experience other countries raw that are like not as developed. Just the trash. 
like yeah. going to just so many different countries especially india but like also egypt and yeah. like uh parts of palestine it's just so like there's so much rubbish everywhere there's just nowhere to put the trash yeah they just just throw it on the ground nobody yeah. gives a shit yeah so that's the first thing i noticed about san jose is it's a dirty city there's just stuff everywhere it's, it's disgusting i know i mean we do export like a lot of our trash so we that's do. part of it but like the trash collection systems in other countries like the like yeah. i think that the reason why like another thing is all the anxiety and mental health problems a lot of people are having is because like i mean you could this is a very dj Khaled way of saying it but we are suffering from success oh no <laughs> like people are have become so privileged now that they don't understand what the other world the, the world outside of the u.s is like yeah, and everybody's become so entertained with like social media, going to the movies every week, having access to all these movie stars, fast food, uh, cheap meals, and stuff that like you y- like you've become numb. You don't realize that people are like like I was um, talking to somebody who is look entertaining the idea of hiking Darien Gap, which is the uh, part of the Amazon jungle that you, is impassable. Oh. Like it, it's in parts of Panama and Colombia, and that like hundreds of people die every year trying to pass it. They're yeah. dying to get to this country because yeah. of the opportunities that we have there. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, like. Oh yeah, all the people, America's horrible. America's worse. You're like, what are you talking yeah, about? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like when people are talking about that, I just kind of look at them and I'm like. What are you, you haven't you have no idea what you're missing yeah like you like you have no idea what it's like outside like how can you say that without having that perspective without having like traveled outside the u.s and having that perspective like i know that sounds very like stuck up of me to yeah. say but we it's travel like, mm. no but you know, like i mean but it's like true that's truly like a reality though is like you can't say that kind of stuff and not have that perspective but like what like how, how do you think we can get that into people's minds because you can't take you can't you know have everybody in the u.s go on a trip to to india and be like yeah. look how shitty this is all right everybody back home it's like <laughs> you know? yeah i mean it's I, like ultimately it's i don't think it's gonna happen like it would yeah. there is going to have to be in order to be able to get that pride back there's going to be have to be like a global event like you're gonna have to suffer yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to, Yeah, like, uh, like World War Three rolls around, right? That's gonna make everybody wake up. I know it's a very dramatic way of saying that, yeah. but like, that's gonna make everybody wake the fuck up or die. Hopefully, hopefully or if like another like, I mean, nine eleven event happens, everybody's gonna be like, "Holy shit, that just happened." I don't even think that would be enough. Like, you know, yeah, all I the mean, school yeah, shootings going on and yeah. everything. It's like people are just kind of like, uh and then you know even 9-11 like yeah it fucked up airports but after that like what else did it do <laughs> Dude, <it's> so <laughs> like it's so horrible. i mean like like you know but and and there's definitely people like people who had experience related to 9-11 of course yeah. they remember it but it's not like it changed the nation in any way that was like oh yeah everybody's a lot nicer now or some shit like that it's like no we you know it was freaking crazy for a minute there and then we all went back to our same stupid bullshit yeah, and, and, and so like yeah, like it's gonna take like a like a world event. There's gonna have to be some sort of world struggle, like a world famine or something, or like where we all have to like band together. Yeah, like in the I, like in the world economy right now, where there's relatively level, where there's this is the most stable level in human history. Like there's not constant wars. I mean, there are constant wars in other countries and stuff, but it's not like you don't have like the Ottoman Empire invading like Austria mm. anymore. 
like if that makes sense yeah the big big countries aren't yeah. always going to war it's just like the little ones who aren't affecting the economy as much of like yeah and it, it's it's like more like regional yeah level like or like you just have unrest like the FARC in Colombia and stuff yeah like that's like able to be contained although in like central um, Africa and stuff it's really rough there oh yeah I've heard about like there's some shit with like the um, I think it's like Ethiopia's put, putting a dam on the, the Nile River and so yeah. Egypt's like yeah we're gonna blow that shit up if you yeah. keep fucking around yeah and Ethiopia's in the middle of a civil yeah. war right now too <laughs> um, so it's like con- it's not white I wouldn't say like it's horrible what's happening but it's not white as widespread as it used to be yeah but it, I mean it's weird because like the whole world is so connected that everybody like it kind of drowns out everything and it's like oh yeah, yeah another war whatever like I don't know. And everybody's concerned, right, with, like, the war in Ukraine and stuff like that, but it's been blown up to a point where it's not even, like, people care about the war. Yeah, they just I mean, care I, about the I, mean, I care because, personally, I think Russia, Putin's Russia is a horrible country, and, like, I don't want to see Russia's influence expand because he's trying to take it back to, like, Soviet Union days. Um, but, but why, like, to like me, I support like, the, Ukra- the war in Ukraine, but I don't support it to the point where we should be giving all of our military equipment and not be able to support our own military with those weapon stockpiles because we've given it all to Ukraine to be able to like fight another war which is coming yeah like there's like there's going to be a world war in our lifetime and we're going to have to fight it that's the thing like that's been really that's kind of been in my head fucking around for a while and I was like it almost seems inevitable and like it was kind of I think it was like before World War One. everybody said like everybody had so many treaties and everybody was building up so many weapons to where it was like it was just more convenient to just go ahead and have the war than yeah. to like everybody stop and you're like Fuck. I mean you had all of these alliances like, and stuff you're like well, what are you talking like it's more it's just kind of like well the train's heading that way you can see it in the distance like well we could turn the ship but that's you know oh that's a lot of work i mean it would it, like because the, there was an interesting um study that was done i can't name it i forget where i saw it but there was he was an anthropologist and he did a study it was every time a world power got tried to get supplanted by a up-and-coming one mm-hmm. there was always a major conflict mm. and right now currently uh, there was a major conflict except twice i believe if i'm quoting that correctly mm. don't fact check me on that um <laughs> nobody fact check no, yeah, i mean i mean dude because i'd actually be really i'm probably gonna google it after this honestly because yeah. that was a really important statistic but there were only twice where a major conflict was avoided after cameras the next thing i'm gonna get is a jamie so it'll <laughs> be good he'll be researching whatever yeah um but, but- yeah, I, I I do think that there's going to be a global conflict in our lifetime, what? which is very scary to think about. Um, but you just got to be like ready for it. Just ho- you're just like dodge the draft, dodge the draft. <laughs> yeah, I, I at uh, least want to be an officer. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, Dio, we'll have we have our degrees, so we'll at least be able to be officers. Yeah. Well, I'm like I'm, I'm engineering. I'm like okay, I'll just make the weapons back home. Like I don't want to go. <laughs> and like I mean, there's only like yeah, you fucking coward, but like. And that's definitely an internal battle of like I want to go and fight for the country, but at the same time it's like I don't want to no, go. No, dude, and the U.S. has won wars war. because of our innovation and weapons design. Yeah, well, that's just, how the U.S. wins wars. Well, and just throwing more weapons at it than like the whole thing of like the German tanks versus the U.S. tanks. It's not that our yeah. our tanks weren't better. We just made ten times as many of them. <laughs> yeah, and we de- like we developed better strategies and stuff. Like we, we, especially when it comes to like radar development. Like in Britain, we sent people to like go help out with like the first computer design to break the Enigma machine. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. No, it's yeah, fuck. I but that's the thing is like, part of me wonders if China might be ahead. Like, 
technologically just because they have that that desire to keep going they we have a stronger nation desire and that's only because the government controls their entire population they're able to focus on what's important versus us where like half the kids are like oh tiktok let me do a little stupid dance real quick maybe i'll get some likes it's like these kids are like learning like algebra and stuff i mean but it, it, i also think there's that that hunger of like oh we're like we're in our minds we're already the best we don't need to keep getting better whereas they're the underdogs are like we gotta go up and beat the u.s you know we gotta yeah. build ourselves up the u.s is being complacent exactly yeah we're resting on our laurels and then we also don't have the manufacturing so that if yeah. we do end up going for war you know we don't have the manufacturing to be able to actually sustain and keep building yeah. all these tanks compared to china who like they make everything yeah so we're gonna lose all the imports that we get from them although we do, although arguably i do believe that we have better weapons than china because china's weapons are just based on technology that they steal from us that yeah that's true i, I mean but like i don't <sighs> and the thing is the big weakness in america's like technological sector is number one they have like they'll like send people over like sleepers to like work for companies and stuff and they just send that information back to china and number two um is like you can't bot like you'll be able to convince someone in like russia or like china what that what their government's doing is fucked up and they'll agree with you mm-hmm. and like they'll come work for you because that's primarily how like the cia recruited through like cold war is like people realized how fucked up their government was and mm-hmm. they wanted to like stop it or they wanted to stop a world war from coming um americans like they know they're on the right side but we're a capitalist economy mm-hmm. and pe- people just want more money so they can buy us that's one thing is like I worry that while they're right, because it's kind, of, it's a battle of like ideologies, it's yes. a battle of systems, and while their system might be morally worse, it might work better. It's more, definitely more efficient, but at the detriment of the individual. But who gives a shit about the individual? I mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like you know, it, it, it's working over there. Nobody gives a shit about the individual over there, but it's still working. I mean, all of the individuals do. All the people that are in power don't. Well, I wonder, too, it's like, right, like, China has had this enormous boom where the, everybody's gone from being poor to being, you know, middle class, yeah. wealthy. It's like, once China gets their fat Tommy Bahama generation, like, once they fully mature it and they're like, oh, Mondays, am I right? Then they're going to start getting lazy and shit like we yeah. have. And it's like, okay, we just have to, like, do we have to wait long enough for them to well, Tommy Bahama? I, I don't think that's... They're going to keep pushing because the communist party is still from that cold war era mm. and they want to see a bigger shift in powers like they can't just like chill out like europe's just kind of like we're doing our own thing we made it we have it good we know we have it good and you're just gonna retired, like chill yeah. <laughs> they're just dr- drink and take naps all day like, yeah ah. bro like fuck um like i dude like that's the other thing is like european work culture is so nice mm. like Dude, you just kind of, like, show up to work, you get your stuff done, and you have, like, days off and stuff, and you just kind of go relax, whereas, like, America, it's, like, <coughs> you're going to be working work, 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 work. That is something, I guess, well, it's bad for, I guess, the people, but it's good in the competition of country versus country, where we still it, have that. It is, but there's a lot of people right now that are suffering from it, whereas yeah. in Europe, like, you have free health care and stuff. Like, mm. granted, you pay a lot in taxes and stuff, and you're, like, not, like, you, like, you're, like the average European has a better quality of life than the average American. Like, like this is how I would describe it. Like, if you want to have a better quality of life consistently without having to work your ass off, go to Europe. But if you want to have a 
uh, quality of life that you're able to determine. Mm-hmm. And like, depending on how hard you're able to work and stuff, you might be able to make it go to America. Mm-hmm. Like, go to America, make your money, and then move to Europe. <laughs> or make your money move to South America. What are you talking dude, about? I would, uh, dude, I would, a I would love to live in... Like, I want to get a consulting job or something that's fully remote and just live in South America because there's three benefits there, right? Mm. All right, number one... Prostitutes. Your quotes. I mean, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> number one, your quality of life is going to be better. You're going to be able to eat a lot healthier than you are here. You're going to be able to live in a better place than you will here. Um, so, like, that's a no-brainer. Mm. Um, because you're going to be... The food there is so much more pure and healthier for you. There's no preservatives added or anything. Mm. It's so much better for you, and it tastes a lot better than here. Um, and, the like, dude, you're paying, like, 500 bucks a month for a penthouse in downtown Medellin mm. with, like, armed security and stuff out front. Like, oh. you're safe, dude. And, like, you can do whatever you want. Um, number two is you're able to build your savings account here on an average salary as if you had six figures. Mm-hmm. So you're able to you're able to still invest in US stock markets and stuff, which is awesome. And you're able to build you're be able to build your IRA and stuff and put more money into it because your cost of living is lower and it's a better quality of life. And number three is you're able to go out and experience new cultures mm. on a daily basis. I mean I feel like you would get acclimated to the culture if you live there long enough like you, you give it five years you ten would years. you would but like i mean like moving around like every like month or two to like a different city mm. like people will go there get apartments for like they're like wow i like it here and they'll find somebody someplace that rents to like digital nomad and you'll like rent out an apartment for a month or like an airbnb or something see i like it because i don't think like any of the nuclear winter is probably going to get down there like the <laughs> That too. That too. I've been trying to look at, like, okay, where to move in case everything gets fucked. Uh, and it's like New Zealand or South America seems to be like the South, top two. Uh, like, uh, I mean, uh, arguably New Zealand's in the middle of the Pacific. So Definitely right? Southern Hemisphere is the way like, to go. I, yeah, I'd say South America but or I like think Africa. Australia is probably going to get blown up. Yeah. So, like, and, they're, and then New Zealand's going to get the, the Rip cloud radiation. I love, I love the Aussies, Sorry, bro. They uh, can drink. But you're so close to China. And yeah. Your military is buddies with ours, so sucks for y'all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nah, South America is Cool accent, though. Yeah, dude. I, dude, Aussies are awesome. Rise of lights. <laughs> I am gonna go talk to some Sheila's down at the Dobby. Oh. <laughs> Aussies are like crying right now. Like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, dude. I'm in love with that continent. Oh my god. Um, no, New Zealand. I, it was so beautiful. Everywhere is beautiful. Like, their slums been to are New beautiful. Zealand. Yeah, I okay. cousins over there. So that's why I'm like, okay, maybe I could like chicane a little passport kind yeah. of thing over there. But then it's so expensive. Everything is yeah. so expensive over there. Yeah. Everybody lives basically in Auckland. Like, yeah, it's so fucking. It's and and it like industry wise, like okay, you could do the digital nomad thing and then yeah. make some money over there. Um, but like South America, it's just like everybody's happy to have you. All of the staff that you meet at like the different hostels and stuff are so happy. Are so welcoming like you don't get that here dude like you check into a hotel or something and they're just like here's your room key get the fuck to your room yeah don't talk to me anymore well i mean it's kind of like you know they don't pay me enough to be nice to you like that too i don't give a shit about you what are you talking about like that I'm doing too a because job. like the people that are like oh that the hostels employer are like local mm. so like they're just like hey then it's like a relatively good salary because they're taking their money in from like foreign currencies and stuff mm. so it's just like uh, 
they, they're just like so happy that they have this job well that's like the thing in Cuba it's like the doormen are richer than the doctors because the doormen get paid in American tips yeah. versus the, the doctors who just yeah. get a oh, state salary of jack and shit mm-hmm. yeah I'm gonna go take a restroom break real quick. take a little pee all right yeah. take a little break this thing is now on <laughs> all right second bathroom break hella good hella good piss a lot of tweez a lot of tweez a lot of tweez getting hydrated or dehydrated whatever you believe i don't believe in the seal you believe in the seal i don't believe in the seal oh thank fuck dude, dude when people are just like oh yeah dude i get aggressive when i drink whiskey i'm just like no you're just a pussy bro <laughs> See, that's something interesting. Like, I don't know if the alcohols have a different effect. Cause I, uh, dude, they don't. I mean, I, I like it's just the time that you drink it. It's it's the mood that you're in. I don't know. I think you were just like what, like um like people are like, oh, dude, tequila gets me wild. I'm like, no, yeah. you're just in that mood and you wanted to drink tequila. <laughs> I always hear that tequila makes me crazy. I yeah, can't drink tequila. Yeah, I'm just like, no, you're just in that mood and wanted to drink tequila. And then whiskey makes you want to fight or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm just then... like, no, dude, because whiskey has the reputation of being like what like cowboys drink. Bruh. And I'm like, dude, you just wanted to be in that mentality. See, I don't. I also wonder if it's just like you drink more, depending. Like if you're drinking liquor versus like wine or versus beer, you're, then you're going to drink more and you get a little bit more fucked up. Yeah. Just actually accidentally yeah but i don't i don't know I just, like, I just get drunk i don't get a certain type of drunk i just get like i don't know if i believe in that i mean there's definitely better drunks versus other yeah. times i mean it depends on your personality right like when i when i'm fucking sloshed dude i everybody's having i'm having a great time everybody around me is having a great time like if i'm with the right people like that's true yeah the mood too like because i it'll go from being like because like i'll talk to anybody when i'm wasted to like i will fight anybody and that is a very like easy <laughs> Easy transition, yeah. dude. There's like a, like there's a happy medium that I try to maintain. <laughs> you gotta balance it. Somebody starts saying that you're gonna be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like like I'll I like I'll go all out until I reach a certain point, and then I'm like, whoa, you need to stop drinking. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I'll be, I was on an event uh, with people, and like my girlfriend was there, and she was like, you're not fucked up. You need to start drinking more. I'm like, no, I'm fucked up. I am at my happy point. I cannot drink anymore or else I'm at my happy medium. You ever watch uh, Trailer Park Boys? No, I haven't. Have you seen the clip of the guy? He has a little breathalyzer. No. Oh, this guy, he's like a notorious drunk and he's like, now I got this little breathalyzer and it's like, I can stay right in the clit. Like right in the, not the clit, but like, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, he's like, I, you know, I stay right in the happy zone of like yeah. 1.6. That's where you're the prime, you know, you're not getting wasted shit face yeah. you get just the right amount of drunk and then yeah. you just top it up every once in a while when you get a little low yeah you have to reach that like happy medium I mean how has your drinking evolved like cause it used to be for me it was just as much as possible as fast as possible go 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 oh I know that dude <laughs> <laughs> for me it was like I mean fr- like when I first got initiated I like was drinking a lot like I would black dude there was one time so we had a ditch in the back of our old house yeah I mean you've seen it and like there is like I think it only happened once where I like just blacked out and I fell asleep in the ditch and I like looked at the house so like I didn't make it to my bed I woke up walked into the room some dudes were like chatting in there I'm just like Sup? and they were like yo you fell in the fucking ditch you fell asleep in the ditch because I, I like felt my face and I had like dirt on it and I was like oh my god that just happened oh <laughs> uh, the like before like a freshman and sophomore year and even a little bit of junior year i just wanted to get sloppy drunk every time i went out but now it's like turned into more of like oh but i want to say more refined drinking habits mm. like i go out i don't drink 
often mm. i go out to very specific spots mm. and that are like very nice and well refined like they have a nice view or they have a very nice atmosphere and i'll order a very nice cocktail not to get drunk but to enjoy the taste mm. um i like going to craft breweries now mm. um which i feel like every like early like or, or like every 20 year old dude say, like that IPAs, just graduated bro. 12 i i don't like ipas <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i actually don't like ipas no they're disgusting yeah um but like i liked the more i like more after i turned 21 i was like wow now you can go to like the cool spots that i've been wanting to go to because before you're just restricted to strictly dive bars and you love it because that's you have to yeah i mean it's where you can get alcohol yeah. that's good enough <laughs> yeah like after it's like wow i have options now oh. well let's go check out this new place i just opened <laughs> like let's see if i like it i mean i found though like get, going from like being able to go to nice bars that i kind of just like a place where it's just like there's just cheap beer and it's quiet and it's small and you can I just don't hang out paying for atmosphere i mean i'm cheap so like <laughs> yeah it's, i mean like 10 bucks like you because, be I'm, I, because i don't drink i don't drink a lot when i go out anymore I mean, I still like to like. Like, I said, if on a night out, I'll spend maybe like 20, 30 bucks. Oh, so yeah, like what, two, two, four drinks, something like that. Like, that's yeah. not a lot. Yeah. Cause so, like, like, like I, I just more so go out to like see people because that's like a big social outlet nowadays. It was something interesting seeing like adults and they like, when they would get drunk, it would be accidental. They'd be like, uh oh, I had too much. Now I'm drunk. It's because they're responsible and they have to add, like, their peers yeah. are going to be like, oh, this guy's just an alcoholic. This guy's wasted. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you can't go to a fancy dinner party and just be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just not. Yeah. Uh, it's um but at the same time it's like where's the party at though like everybody's yeah. just getting a little mild little like buzz like we're not we're just buzzing a little bit here like I, i'm not really buzzed dude I'm, i mean maybe i'm just like chilling though i feel like maybe something but i'm definitely not like like it's just more like i'm just drinking tea at this point yeah and it just tastes a little weird yeah it's tweet time is tweet time it's nothing serious we don't gotta get you know schmiggity schmack but at the same time it's like I don't know. Some of the best times are when you're kind of drunk and you're just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. You, you like went to something casual and you just like, it, you, it wasn't supposed to be anything crazy. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, I'm fucked yeah. up. <laughs> Dude, there is one time. So my national sent me on a trip to Louisiana and I'm like with the brothers from like across the country and we're at a rum distillery and they were doing this rum tasting in a old bank in Lafayette, Louisiana, right? Mm. It was super bougie. They had all the people of the company there that you could, I was like talking with a few and they're like, are they would pour us like a big shot of like craft rum that like was in like the vault that they called it. The vault. And like, they were like, all right, like the CEO was like, all right, this is what this is. It's like a flavor of like cinnamon mixed with like sugar cane. And I'm like, oh, this this good dude it was really good rum mm. um and like they had like a pour cup that or a dump cup where like if you like didn't want it all you could just dump it out right we get about halfway through and i'm like i look at every i'm like feeling starting to feel really fucked up and i like look around I'm, like i wasn't like quite to that point but i look around and everybody's dump cup is like halfway full i look at mine and there's not a single drop in there in my mind i just go uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> it's like you don't want to waste good alcohol, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, like I will never. Re- I just it was like with the old president of our international chapter of like our headquarters, oh. and I'm like, oh, this is like good. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, well, you could hear the joy in your voice. You're like, oh, like, I'm a bad like, oh, this is hard. Because it was hilarious. Bruh. But those are always, like, the best. When you yeah. Hear, like, there's something about that, like, really euphoric. Like, you're not going. Because there's something, like, uh, what's the word? It's not, it's, like, not cruel. But it's just, like, a, like I'm going to get wasted. You're, like, it's stupid. It's vulgar. But when you go and you're just going to hang out and then you just kind of accidentally yeah. slip in. You're, like, oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wasted. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. And like, it's just a good time. Yeah. Like, oh, those are the best. That Those are the best times. Especially when you're around friends. Like, that's part of the reason why I want to graduate. Because, like, a lot of the guys that I know that go out are just, like, DJs. They're not really going anywhere. I wouldn't say I'm really, like, friends with them anymore. Mm. Um, we're just, like, more so. A lot of the people I see now are acquaintances. Mm. It's not like we've known each other for years and we have a lot of good shared experiences together. Now it's just, like... Yeah, I see you around every now and then, but, like, there's no real connection there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be able to graduate and, like, go to a city where I have, like, a lot of, like, legitimate friends at. We can go hang out and, like, go to nice bars and we have the same interests. Because a lot of people that I hang out with now, they just want to go get, like, sloppy drunk at the local dive bar. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. That mm. I've done I've done that, I've done that, like, probably a hundred times. Yeah. Um. Like, I, that sounds crazy to say, but, like, I, I mean, I'd say I'm probably within the 50 to 100 range of, like, <laughs> going to, like, really shitty dive bars. I'm just like, I want to go have, like, new experiences because that's what I thrive off of. Yeah. Yeah, you want to go do something fun rather than just kind of abuse a drug really yeah like cause uh, I mean I think people get it confused like oh I, alcohol makes me happy it's like no no that's not what gives you that kind of joy it's, yeah. it's the experience around it yeah. and the alcohol is just a little spice on top of it yeah and that lets you say something dumb that's funny but like <laughs> yeah a, no but I, I don't it, it is kind of interesting like like just learning how you learn with alcohol like oh before it was I'm trying to get wasted and now it's like no I just want like a little something in the back just a little hello in the back you're like ooh that's a little yeah I feel a little something yeah something like the one thing that's unfortunate is like a lot of this stuff is just like social outlets now like instead of just being like hey I'm coming over we're mm. just gonna like chill it's like let's go out to a bar and let's go drink and mm. you're just like huh you've done this so many times well, it's before like, what else is there to do what else like like you go to a park but like I, like if I ever was like yo guys you want to go to a park like I would argue that it would be more so like plan a little something more like advanced rather than just like on a Friday night you just text your boy you're like yo let's go out nah, but- other than that it's more so like hey let's go out to like let's plan like a camping trip or something I don't like the planningness of it though like the <laughs> is, is that your sister yeah, on the line right yeah here? my sister's FaceTime. we got a little Tucker coming in hot yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I'm in room go to uh yeah just go uh, here we can we'll just edit this but yeah just pause that yeah. alright we're back we're <laughs> Part Sorry, four. My sister came here. My si- Summer's in the room. Summer's in the room. Summer, you, you, do you have any important like information? What's Summer? Come, come, come over here. Yeah, come what, 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 what's what's Summer's life like right now? Yeah. What's Hello. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Doing uh, great. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Summer, you don't drink, right? You don't, you don't. Not on the regular, only sometimes. I have no idea what you just said. You just said not on the regular, only sometimes. Regular. Okay, so you don't, you don't, you don't get trashed. You don't get like, you don't go crazy. No. I got her trashed once. So it was You're... pretty funny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first time getting drunk, Tucker got me absolutely trashed. That's how you got to do it. Yeah, it's a good initiation. It's good. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Do you think your drinking habits are going to change now that, like... That is actually in? a good question. Like, uh, like you think you're going to go harder? Summer? Oh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I'll definitely go harder. I'm not going lighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go, just increase the ball. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, there's nothing better than like a, a brother like initiating your I sister. Mean, yeah, and like, dude, you I gotta learn. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I always like like the social atmosphere of like going to parties and stuff because like in high school, like. I mean, I would always have, like, how, I, was, I was the guy that was hosting house parties because, like, my dad didn't give a flying fuck what I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be out till, like, 4 a.m. on, like, a school night. That's nuts. Yeah. I couldn't It would be, be like, a Wednesday night. I would be at, like, some bonfire in St. Pete with, like, my boys, and they would just drive back. And I was doing an early college, though, so I was on a college schedule. Okay. So, so like, I wouldn't have class till, like, 10.30. I would only be there till, like, 2 oh, or 3. I wish, bro. I wish. Yeah. So, like, I, I would, we would be like, oh, Skyway, let's go. So, I would, like, we'd all go out to, like, the Skyway on, like, a Wednesday night. And we'd be out till, like, I'd get back at, like, 2 or 3 a.m. at my dad's. And I would, like, go to class the next day. <sighs> bro, I still had bedtimes in high school. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no. Curfews weren't because, like, that's the one thing about having, like, se- separated parents that are in like living in a dysfunctional family you can tell them that you're spending the night at your parents are just like yeah i'm just gonna go over there for tonight like it's easier meanwhile you just you immediately go straight from like that parent's house to like whatever party's happening or <laughs> like your boy's house and you just all carpool so i mean okay being like the party house like what was that like lots of cleaning right like <laughs> yeah oh uh, well, yeah but it was it wasn't that bad like you just pick up the trash you these you just like lice all all of the services and that's it okay so you didn't have to deal with like cops or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> no i did um the first party i threw i was like oh this is gonna be fun um i had no idea what the fuck i was doing um and i had 150 people like 150 people Holy at my house i shit. knew like maybe 25 of them i was like no this is cool this is what like party's supposed to be <laughs> and like i told everybody to park down the road there was like a little like plaza where there weren't any houses on it was, was your just, dad there no he wasn't oh, um i moved all of like the stuff that could break upstairs i like blocked off certain parts of the house and mm. i was just like yeah you can't you can't go over there and i told her to park so they wouldn't be able to identify where the party is and like um i got like five noise complaints at the end of the night there were like 12 cop cars outside my house oh. it was hilarious summer were you there no, but I heard about it because uh, my parents were freaking out. <laughs> it was hilarious. I found this out like only like a year ago. Uh, the, the cop, the cops are like scared. They're like, "We could take you to jail." In my head, I'm like, "This is bullshit." They're not. They went take me to jail for something like this. What? Yeah. <laughs> I figured you'd be like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" I'm gonna no, go to I, jail. No, no, I was like, "No, this is you bullshit. Like, this is no worth taking someone to jail." No, um, you're fibbing. You're and, not gonna take me to jail. Yeah, no, but like, no, I called bullshit. Um, <laughs> because like the front door is blocked, so they kicked through the back gate like, holy shit you had your door kicked down the, the gate, back door the, ba- the backyard gate um it's because the fr- you couldn't down. get to the front door so like yeah so they came through the back like everybody's in the back there was like people doing like wrestling matches and shit it was fucking unreal but like a fire bonfire going we were like vibing and then you just see them come around the corner and they're like clearwater police and everyone's like i'm gonna leave and then you see i'm gonna book it i'm just like kind of sitting there apparently someone left a bowl like on like one of the on uh on like my patio like top and i like uh, like me and my friends were just like in the back all the cops are like looking around and stuff 
And I like this is why after like we had talked to them for a little bit, they were just like hanging out, looking around and stuff, making sure nothing bad was. Happening. So I like grab the bowl, I just throw it in a pond. <laughs> I just go, I, I just like grab it. I'm like, oop, <laughs> and like my friend saw me, and he just started laughing because like I, that's something that I could actually get arrested for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but like, yeah. <laughs> so they were just like y'all need to be a little bit quieter like what like no they were just like what the fuck what did you think would happen when you threw a party like this i was like i don't know i later found out that my dad uh they told me to call my dad and I, because that was his house and i like called him and told the cops to scare the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> i mean were you were you scared straight or i, I don't think so like, no because it continued first. to happen because when he came back i just walk in i'd never been grounded as a kid I just walk in. I'm like, I'm so sorry about all of this. This was a horrible decision. Even though he told me like I could do it, he was just like, make sure nothing bad happens. I was like, okay, nothing got broken. I, nothing got stolen or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next day, he just kind of sat me down. And he was like, Tucker, I'm not mad. Like stuff like this happens. There's just two rules. Like, if you're gonna do continue to do stuff like this, which you probably are, don't get arrested and don't cost me money. And I was just like. <laughs> That was not the like at that point I got worried about how I was getting raised. Yeah, that's not the like yeah, I was I, I, like parent. I was just like what? <laughs> Don't fuck on my shit and then it'll be fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I I was just like okay. <laughs> I mean, I was not expecting that. My mom was my mom was pissed at me. She was the one that had to pick me up. Mm. Oh, I was like 15, 16 at the time. She had to pick you up from where? At my dad's house. Oh, she was not happy <laughs> at like three o'clock in the morning. She was not happy about that. <laughs> so okay, so you didn't get like in trouble for underage drinking or anything no. like that. They were just like, be quiet. No, I didn't get an MIP or anything. That's. I mean, I noticed that going coming to college is like the drinking like law doesn't apply anymore. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Like at tailgates, they're just like, as long as you're not fighting, we don't care who drinks. Yeah. You're like what? Well, I Although was- I do know people that have gotten MIPs at tailgates before. What is that? Is that manner in possession? Manor and, and then it goes on your record if you get caught with alcohol. You have to pay like six hundred dollars to get an expunge. <laughs> they just take your money. They're just like yeah. six hundred bucks for that beer. Bro. Yeah. That's fucked. This is kind of bullshit. Like, just take that money and buy a bottle at a club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but then you get the... I don't know. I don't know what the effects are on your record. I feel like if I had that on my record and your employer sees it, they're just like, yeah. <laughs> they're, just like, like, they're just like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but or, I, like, they could also just be like, oh, this kid was retarded enough to get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You gotta be sneaky. I was definitely, like, sneaky as a kid. Like, I yeah. wasn't getting caught. Oh, uh, dude, what I, dude, that was the craziest experience coming to college from, like, house parties and stuff and, like, going Going out to like a bar for the first time, I was like, "What is?" This? I'm like, I went out with a bunch of people that I had just met. I was mm. just like, "What the? F- what the heck is happening?" <laughs> I was just like, like the entire time, like your girls, like because freshmen, they're all like, uh, and no matter what freshman you're with, they're always like horny and shit. Yeah, and like there's like <laughs> girls trying to like flirt with me and stuff, and I'm just like, I like uh, because like I, even to this day, I still don't care about that kind of stuff. I was just like looking around like. What what is this is crazy, dude? <laughs> and like, um, <laughs> like all the kids had like gone out before. The exact like, same older siblings and stuff. They were like pretty like acclimate acclimated to it. I'm just like, yo. <laughs> it was like dudes like spraying champagne and stuff, yeah. and uh, I was just like. Like, I would buy a champagne bottle at house parties and, like, spray it everywhere because I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. No one does this at house parties. Mm. And, like, the one thing I did like about throwing house parties out was because you could, like, organize it. Like, I, all of my friends lived in St. Pete, like, 20, 30 minutes away, some 45 minutes away. Mm. So, like, when I would have a house party, like, 
all the kids who like I was acquainted with and would give me shit if I didn't invite them, like would give me shit, but I would invite them and they just wouldn't come because they didn't feel like making that drive. I was on like I was literally on my own island. Did you let them like sleep like in your yeah yeah? People slept at my like crib and stuff. So it wasn't even like oh I gotta get drunk and get home kind of thing. Yeah, just like no people spent the night all the time. It was pretty. It was pretty great, dude. Like I took full advantage of where like I grew up. Oh fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. Like yeah, for what it is, yeah, like you gotta make the most of it. I guess yeah, I mean the most (laughs) of what I had. How did you secure the beverages? Like Um, my friend's older brother. Like I'd like we'd meet up at like a, a like a Walmart or something. I'd be like, hey, I want this, this, and this, and he would go and get it. I'd just like because this is when I was running my e-commerce site. And I was like on average, I was making like a thousand dollars. Like I was netting thousand dollars in revenue a week. It turned into like four hundred bucks a week after like having to pay out like ads, shipping materials, and like product. But like it's not bad for just having to like drive to the post office every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah, better than Panera. Yeah. Uh, and like I didn't know anything about taxes, so I wasn't paying taxes on any. Shh, sorry, I get the IRS yeah. is listening. I was gonna say, yeah, if Tucker, they're gonna come audit your ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't make enough money. They lose money on an audit for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it would cost more to pay the auditor than it would money that I'd have to pay. I mean, to me, it's almost like it's a. Um or at least for, for friends that I know, they think that buying ki- drinks for kids is almost just like a duty. It's like, you know, do them a favor. Yeah. You know, do what you can. No, these the drinking kids. laws in the U.S. are absolutely retarded. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid as fuck. Well, we, depending on what, it, what is it, like Louisiana, like you can drink if you rent a hotel room or something like that if you're 18. Really? Like, I didn't know that. Um, I know in Mississippi it's legal to drink and drive, but you just have to stop in the car. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends where you are. Some people, the keys in the ignition, boom, you're drinking and driving. Yeah. If you're not moving. Yeah. Um, my best friend's a cop, so, like, we'll talk about this shit when I'm back home. Like, he has the precinct by my mom's house, so, like, I'll be back home and he'll just, like, pull up and just chill up front and we'll just start shooting the shit and stuff. And, like, all the neighbors will be, like, in the neighborhood chat, they'll be like, why is there a cop? <laughs> I would freak out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just out front with him. We're just, like, talking and shooting the shit. But it's funny how like little not how little they know but like like i had a uh, a buddy and i knew he like sold drugs like a lot of drugs and he was two doors down from a cop like i would like i'd come over to his house yeah and i would pull up past the cop car as i'm driving to this house full of pounds of weed and it'd be like well yeah that's fine you're like how does this dude not know yeah that uh, yeah that's kind of retarded (laughs) i i yeah i mean they also know where that cop lives it's true but like you know, they bust him, they're going to jail. Like, yeah. And it's not like he was, like, gonna do anything about it. Like, he's a kid. Yeah. No, it's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, I never got into that whole side, but I knew people that did. Like, dude, the Albanian mob's a real thing. Oh, I hear in Europe, yeah, they fuck people no, up. No, even here it's a real thing. Like, a friend, like, I'm 90% sure it was the Albanian mafia because, like, I threw a house party and, like, this is while the World Cup is going on. This is actually hilarious. Um, so we're like out, we're like late. I tell people nine, nobody gets there till nine thirty, mm-hmm. And so we're like out getting drinks. We're getting like solo cups and stuff and like ping pong balls and like your regular, like high school party stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're coming back and he's like, yo, no one's like here. And I'm like, dude, you guys got here right at nine. And it's like a bunch of like short, like Albanian and Arabic kids driving like Mercedes AMGs and full on Gucci tracksuits and stuff. <laughs> and they're like, yo, where's the party at, man? And I'm just like, 
uh, you guys are really early. Uh, and, like it's gonna pick up, and like you guys are like the first people here. And like we get walk in, my the World Cup's on. My dad's sitting on the sofa in his boxers, just watching it. It's so funny. All these kids sit down on the sofa with him and watch it and just start talking soccer. <laughs> I'm just like yo. Uh, meanwhile, I'm like starting to like drink and like play beer pong and stuff, and they're yeah. just like watching the World Cup with him. My dad's just in his boxers. I'm just like, this is hilarious. He's just like Albanian kids. All right, like yeah, let's, let's do this. No, let's but like they move a lot, dude. Like they, they move started, a lot. No, they like had to start getting like like a lot of like pounds. Oh. Like they they started like I was talking to them. They had to like start laundering it. Like they opened up a hookah shop. Oh, uh, they like they had to uh, like they. Yeah, the Amazon used cars, like it's like a lot. I mean, fuck. I guess yeah. If you're moving that much money, like you gotta start. Cause I, I remember there was this one drug. Like my buddy was selling drugs, and so he had his like, you know, upper dealer above him. Yeah. And I remember talking to this guy, and like he had no clue about like any of that shit. Like he's just like, yeah, pay cash, blah blah blah. Like he was one of these jackasses who just like smokes weed all the time in his car driving around. Yeah. So you're just like, how do you not like think about these things? Yeah. Like, like my mind instantly goes like, oh, you're going to get caught and you're going to yeah. go to jail. Yeah, you have to be smart about that shit if you really want to like because it's a like you make a lot of money, but it's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of people getting robbed too. One of my yeah. buddies, he got robbed. Like, but he didn't get even. Well, one time he got yeah, robbed. Yeah, they've, they've, they've gotten robbed like, there. Like the, the, those guys, if we got robbed at gunpoint once. Like I don't. If if I was selling weed, it's like I'm not gonna die for weed like go ahead and yeah. take it like fuck that yeah but i mean if it's like a couple hundred bucks no, dude, those people people, think, dude like the tr- people who bring it into america though make so much money oh yeah in colombia there are guys that i was talking to that were like buying drugs and stuff and they were like buying it for like they'd buy like a bag for like 10 bucks that in america is like 80 dollars oh 80 i thought you say like 40 bucks like no it's like 80 holy shit yeah I mean, it is it, it, it's like or like five, like or actually, what would they negotiate it to? It would be like, yeah, it was like eight to ten bucks that I was talking to one guy about because I, it's like Colombia, Pablo Escobar. Like, you have to ask about that kind of stuff when you're there. Like, yeah, the of pe- like I didn't do it in front of like the Colombians because it's very um, sensitive. T- it's a very yeah, it's a very sensitive part of their history. Um, <laughs> It's just like it's part of their history. Like no, it, no, because it, it is. It's, no, like it, it seriously is. Like I went to Camino Thirteen, which is this uh, favela in Colombia mm. in Medellin that used to be inhabited by like drug dealers. People were moving there, and they pushed the people who actually lived there out because of drug violence. And the military would have to come in and um, get like they fought like days on end to like get to the top of it and stuff and clear out the drug addicts like or the drug dealers like it was like warfare in a residential neighborhood but like it's not like a neighborhood you think here where you like have have, like three bedroom two bathroom houses Mm -hmm. and stuff with a driveway it's like no these are like huts Mm -hmm. like with like barely any like brick they have like plywood on the walls Mm -hmm. like you're uh like the corrugated metal roofs yeah yeah, so it's it's like they have to live through they had to live through a war. And they had the and they turned it around into this art center now. There there's graffiti on the walls that like tells the story of the community and the mm. leaders and how they fought through all of the um just the stuff that they're going through, dude. And they they were like fourteen or fifteen military operations over over a period of like nine or ten years dude it's it, like it's ins- it was very humbling to go to that place and like be walking around and you're just like wow people like 
you'd see this beautiful um, mural on the wall, and you're, like, thinking, you're, like, people died, like, all around here constantly, like, ten years ago. Could you feel it? Like, could you feel it? Yeah. Yeah, it was was very humble. It's one of the more humbling, like, experiences I had. Mm. Um, But it was really, really cool, like, I don't want to say cool, but it was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but so like, cool. like, but like, the I mean, because people. it's a place, it's a place that not a lot of people go. Mm. Like to me, traveling is going to places that people don't go to and having very unique experiences. Mm-hmm. Like going to the Eiffel Tower, seeing Big Ben. Millions of people have done that. Yes, yeah, like going to Disney World. Yeah, like no one, no one goes to fucking Colombia and goes to like places where there were active conflict zones ten years ago. Yeah. Like, because they think they're gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> which is, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of Europeans and stuff don't really think like that. It's very like being scared of like the outside world is a very American way of thinking. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, so it is American. No, well, no, because dude, when I would tell people what I was doing out there, like they'd be like, "No Americans really do that." And I'm like, "Yeah." Mm. I'm like, I just wanted to do it. Like, I was just like, whatever happens, happens. Like, it can't be that scary. Like, ultimately, people are people. Like, there's one race, and that's, like, the human race. And everybody's going to treat each other as equal. Well, I remember, like, like, when I went out uh, to Israel, I snuck out, like, at 5 a.m. Because my sleep schedule was fucked first night. And I remember I was walking along the beach, and I was like, this place, like, I was scared. I was like, i got to make sure I don't get fucked up. Yeah. And like that, that is one like, thing I did. I didn't get like blackout drunk. No, no, no. Like, like I mean, like robbed or something like that. Oh, because uh, I was just like I woke up early. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like I'm getting drunk at five a.m. Um, but I remember I was walking and it was just like, oh, this is actually like really safe. Like there's yeah. old people walking. Like there's cops. I can see the cops everywhere. I was like, this place is actually really safe. And then when I came back to the hotel room and I told my mom, she was like, oh my god, oh my god, you know, like what yeah, you did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they, like you think if you, they think if you go anywhere like that's outside of like the tourist zones, something bad's like gonna happen, and you're just like, wait for it. Three, two, wait, 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 wait. Three, two, two one. Oh yeah. Last two tweets. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the world's not as scary as. Like I started a blog. Um, I decided I like. You're going full. You're going full nuts. <laughs> no, like no, like I started because I had to process the culture shock somehow. Like that. Like at, fr- at first, I was like, "This is awesome." Mm. Like having an experience like this, I couldn't dream. Like it was in like my dreams. Mm-hmm. Like um, but when you get there, you're like, "Wow, this is." awesome and then it fades away and you're like i'm alone i can't go order food and like my native language and stuff after i don't know the regular place to eat i don't know how to read prices i need to go pay in a foreign currency who am i going to go get food with oh people i just met what connection do i have with them mm-hmm. like you have to like it's a very like you're meeting new people all the time mm-hmm. and you have to constantly be this social butterfly mm-hmm. or else you're just going to be like not have any friends mm-hmm. well while you're out there and it's it's like you have to adjust to that so what and you have to find ways to cope with it so one way that I found to cope with it, um, and you're also going out and drinking every night because mm. that's how you meet people. Um, it's your duty. You have to. <laughs> dude, I gained so much weight. I, like, I, draw, I lost like 20 or 30 pounds when I came back. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because I was just going out and drinking every night. Like, I wouldn't get blacked out. I would just go out and have a couple of beers and be up till like 1 or 2 a.m. But that's because like that's how you meet people. Everybody, like all the social people go out at night. Nobody really is like, up during the day and like, oh, what's your name? It's like five six o'clock happy rolls around you start go out to like the restaurant area and you start talking to people mm. um but like where, where was i going with this uh you had to blog you had to be social yeah, yeah so i had to find ways to cope with it 
So, like, I started a blog to kind of, like, journal it. And, like, the ultimate goal of it was to, like, have my friends who told me that I was going to die, I was going to rob, that I was going to get killed, just explain to them, like, through another medium rather than in person, just being like, hey, it's actually safe to go out and do this type of stuff. Can't just flick them off and be like, I'm alive, bitches. Well, not even that. It was more so, like, from an educational standpoint, like, hey, this is not how the rest of the world thinks. This is not Mm -hmm. what the rest of the world is. Like, kind of open their eyes. And the tone that I wrote, I wrote in a very unique tone. Mm. I didn't write it from, like, when you're writing a paper for, like, a history class. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, the Magna Carta did this. You're just like, oh, yeah, so like I was writing it as if I was speaking. Mm-hmm. Like I would just kind of write. It was like a. It was like almost like I was journaling, but publishing it to the public. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Did you? Okay, so one question I do have: Did you have like hotel breakfast there? <laughs> yeah. What was what was that like? Did they have good hotel breakfast? Way better than whatever the fuck a continental yeah. breakfast is. <laughs> what, like, what, did they have a standard kind of breakfast amongst all the hotels? So they, uh, I mean, hostels I stayed in. Um, so it varied by hostel, but they generally had it was generally made up of some sort of rice. Mm-hmm. Um, they had eggs and they would have plantains. Mm. Plantains were like a very big staple there, and then there would be avocado mixed in with it. Okay. Okay. But like, was it a big spread or was it kind of like a little like a like you have these five things, eat this? No, it was like a big spread. Okay. And they it was like wide variety of like meals too. Because like, like, you get like steak and eggs in the morning. Like in the Middle but East, they, it's the same. Like huge spread. Like shits on any Best Western. Like hard biscuits and fucking like pancakes. Bullshit. No, like it, was, it wasn't eggs. It, stupid. It, oh, like, that's weird. That's like oh. all the like shitty motels. Like that. I mean, hot, hot, that, like I was at like hot, like in the U.S. or in, like the Middle East. Yes, it's all powdered eggs. Yeah, no. The Middle dude, East, they do it right. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, when you go outside the country, like, these people aren't worried about, like, cost-cutting. They just want to provide the best, like, yeah. service as possible. So, it's like, yeah, it wasn't, like, free. I had to pay, like, seven bones for it. But, like, dude, oh, so I wake- you paid for breakfast in the Yeah, morning. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But it's, like, seven bones. You got to fall on breakfast. You got to fucking <laughs> rip, and, rip it and roll it. Like, U.S. bones? What? U.S. bones? Yeah. Oh, shit, Okay. I mean, that's a solid, solid price for breakfast, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was in Costa Rica. In Colombia, I would pay, like, maybe, like, four or five bucks. I'd get, like, coffee, eggs, and everything. Okay. And I wouldn't eat lunch till... I wouldn't have to, like, eat until, like, three or four in the afternoon. Okay. And then the elevators. Did you did you take any... Yeah. Oh, did you ever press the, uh, the closed door button? Yeah. Did it close the door immediately? Yeah. That... Oh. What? Uh, <laughs> what are we doing here in this country? God damn it! I mean, my goodness. That I, I do that in the library all the time, dude. There was one dude that like pr- I pressed the closed door open and he pressed the open button. I looked at him and I was like, "Who do you think you are?" <laughs> no, but like the, the it doesn't work here. Like the closed door yeah. button doesn't close the fucking doors. Yeah. I only used it once in Medellin. Oh, that was, I only used it once. That was because that was more of like a metropolitan city. I mean, that was just that was something I noticed. It was just like their closed door button actually closes the doors, and that just made me so mad. <laughs> I was just like, I can't believe we don't like. Who are the elevator companies to think that they can keep us from closing the door when we want to put the close getting the somewhere door? on a timely basis? They are they are um, hindering our productivity. Who do they as think human they beings. are? Who do they? It is my American right to close the door whenever I think and feel like it. Why put the button? Why? Put the fucking button why put the closed door button if it's not gonna close the goddamn doors oh my god it infuriates me i just cannot stand it's like close the goddamn doors oh. and over there they're like yeah we close the door when you well of course it's yeah. like yeah that it makes, makes sense. sense they're like no 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 that's not socially right what if somebody needs to get in and you're yeah. just being mean it's like yeah fuck those people yeah like, close they should have gotten the elevator on a timely oh, basis fuck 
Okay. Holy shit. I just need to get that out. It's been <laughs> boiling in me for, for months now. I just, holy fucking shit. Okay. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> so, do you have any, any, any finishing remarks you'd like to give to the people, Tucker? Um, uh, be humble. Be yourself. People are friendly. Be nice to everybody. You don't know what any, everybody's going through. Look at the world with an open mind and don't be scared of what could possibly happen by putting yourself out there. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, Tucker. no, this is awesome. It's been an excellent time. All right. Thank wait, you guys wait, for wait. listening. One Cheers. Last. Cheers. The sound. Tweet time. Tweet time.